Um, what episode number are we at? Like, uh, 2.43 uh, or something? That sounds exactly correct. I could check that for is you, it though. really? If it is, that's freaky, because uh, I'll explain in a minute. Oh, no, sorry. 1.43, not 2.43. Okay, that's still a little weird, but less creepy. I had a dream uh, where we were doing the show, and it was episode 243. Okay. And there was a crazy blizzard that hit while we were trying to record. I mean, a crazy and blizzard hit a few days ago. Dude. Like a week ago, I guess. <laughs> so I'm I'm the opposite of a prophet. I, I get psychic stuff after they've happened. Yeah. <laughs> but I shouldn't have known about that, maybe. Except you weren't I was here, here, though. In the city. No, I don't think so. Oh, was it when I was gone? Okay. Oh, actually, maybe it would have been here. I can't even remember. There was some bad snow around New Year's Day, so That's I, true. I had to do some night driving that night. Uh, yeah. That was a stressful thing. That You know, I wasn't even going to talk about that, but that was probably like the dumbest thing that happened. It was like, oh, I got to go pick up Brittany from downtown. I won't take my gloves. I will wait until all the gas stations are closed. And my car has like that's no a fuel bad idea. Let's that's do this. Yeah. So I was just on edge like the whole time that it was going to go so bad, and it didn't. But I was like in a bad place the whole time. Like it was just like I, my car's going to die, and we'll just be stuck downtown. It's going to be so stupid. Oh my god! Like it was just dumb. But uh, yeah. hey, we made it back. It was fine. I got Good. a little lost, and there was some miscommunication because my phone also died because I was using it as a map. Um, yeah, that'll happen. Which, yeah. But, uh, hey, we made it back in the new year. You made it. You're alive. It's true. But let's go back further because I don't think we've done an episode for a little bit, which I feel kind of bad about. Like, we should probably... I don't. People it was super busy. On podcasts if they're like, oh, there's no new one this year? Like, this week? Banned I mean, um, I don't feel bad about it. The last one we put out was December 22nd. And then okay. after that was the 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, all of which are, like, considered yeah. holiday days to spend with family and stuff. Then I worked, and then it was New Year's stuff. And then I worked yeah. again, and now we're here. Like, I don't Big feel bad at all about podcasts, it. Like, they record ahead of time and talk about, like, generic stuff. Yeah, but then so. it's not good, because I didn't listen to any podcasts this week that did that, because that's boring. I don't care about generic stuff. Yeah, or well, or year end stuff is often done that way. But yeah, I mean the year end stuff though. I was taking in two weeks ago, so right. I guess we could talk about that too because we were definitely talking a lot about it on the Discord. Was about like specifically the giant bomb way of doing year end game deliberation stuff for game of the year. But I've kind of the first thing I want to say before we get into that because you brought it up. Is that if people are listening to this and you want to like chat or whatever, you should join the Discord. There's a link to it oh, on yeah. like my Twitter and stuff. You can just join, and it's basically just like a chat room that I check. That every is now probably and then. the most active corner of our community. Like I'm not on Twitter. Uh, there might be a subreddit. Is there a subreddit? There was, but I haven't checked okay. it in like three years, maybe two, maybe. <laughs> I've seen the top-down perspective one is pretty uh, pretty dead as well, but I haven't subscribed, so I can just say yeah. something to nobody. yeah i mean i i mean yeah i'm i <laughs> think like a moderator people. there so Dope. there you go just like hey these are my favorite games of 2016 um but i mean you've okay. even been using the discord oh i know it's kind of fun i don't know it is. it's yeah like 
Is there a button for, like, catch me, like, bring me back to the last time I was here, and then I can read everything from, like, then onwards? Because I keep, like, scrolling I feel like, up, scrolling yes. up, scrolling up. Okay. I feel like, yes, there is, but okay. I don't yeah, know I that for catch sure. Up no, the there might be like, the opposite, where it's like, there were a hundred messages while you were gone, and then I think there's a button to go jump to present. Yeah, I don't want that. I want to go back to the last time I was reading, so I know what, yeah. what happened and what was going on, or if anyone. Had I don't to actually say. know then if there is that. But, I don't think there is. All right. Anyway, Discord. That that's available. Yeah, you can throw and, your uh, thoughts in there, and we'll see it randomly, and then comment on it maybe a few hours later when we're free. Mm-hmm. But I guess for yeah, year end game stuff. Uh, I <laughs> I listen to your guys' show as well, the top down perspective stuff. Right. Um, Try to think if there's any like major. I, I I actually like that you guys do weird predictions for no reason, <laughs> just so you get that like, oh, I thought that was gonna happen. Like it kind of pays off a year later when sure. You see I mean, how wrong it was. I like that, but I don't like doing the predictions because I don't like keeping up on gaming news because I don't care. Like I just right. I I care about stuff that well, is that's there the thing. for me now. Uninformed predictions are almost better, <laughs> so it's fine. Sure. Yeah, like they're okay. just way more off the mark or whatever. It's I'll like, take that as a VR compliment. VR is going to come out. It's going to be like fifty bucks, and yeah, good stuff. Yeah, no, two hundred. But uh, okay, so Giant Bomb. Uh, for those that don't listen to that, uh, they're a major website, GiantBomb.com. They were founded in two thousand eight uh, by Jeff Gersman and Ryan Davis. Um, they arrow pointing about down. Games. Arrow pointing down was their initial podcast. That's right. They're former GameSpot dudes, so they go way back, yep. like twenty years or something, in the biz. Um, hmm. Every year, they all lock themselves in a room and hash out what are like the site's consensus, like what right. are the best games that they can all agree on, right. which makes for kind of a spirited conversation where people are kind of fighting over games that somebody likes in the room so there's a lot of passion involved and usually they're pretty pretty involving conversations and i still still enjoyed this year but it was definitely a bit of a weird experience like a lot there was a lot of complaining going on on the discord about it and i kind of see why but what was your kind of final experience with all that stuff did you listen to all of the episodes or i did enough listen to all of it yep okay okay uh, did you skip some categories, though? Because they definitely had some very, like, niche categories. Which one? I skipped uh, Best Overwatch Character. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that that was a pretty pointless conversation for me. But uh, I guess I, Reinhardt? Reinhard Cowboy? I think he won. I think Reinhardt, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that just seemed to be more kind of like we just want to kind of celebrate Overwatch in some weird way, and here it is. But which is fine, yeah. It's a little and weird. like as somebody who likes Overwatch, I was just like, this is boring. Okay. So, like, it's only one know. game can win this, really. So I'm what? I'm very oh, much of this, the opinion. Oh, I'm, I'm just reminded they did this with Skylanders. That's what it was. Right. But I was yeah, like, yeah. I think there's been an equally dopey category before. That's right, it was Skylanders. It was basically just an opportunity for Jeff to talk to Skylanders for like 10 minutes. Sure, and And this is kind of the same thing. Yeah, I'm firmly of the opinion that if you have a favorite in Overwatch, you're playing that game wrong, so... Oh, you shouldn't have a main? Like, you should just be jumping around and having fun? Well, until it went, like, all... Like, oh, it has to be balanced and fair and stuff like that, where it used to be where, like, you would jump into a game and you could pick any 
character, even if there was, like, another one on your team. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. For me, Overwatch was always just a fun thing to go in with friends and be like, let's see what happens if we have, like, six of this dude and just, like, have fun. But fun died in that game when people decided that it should be taken seriously at all. Do they do that in both playlists, though? Because there's, like, ranked games versus just public games, right? So can't you just kind of dink around in one of those as opposed to... No, there's, like, a brawl mode now that you can, like, dink around in. But before, it was, like, both the quick play and the ranked were that way. Oh, like, everybody was taking it way too seriously and... I mean, it doesn't matter what mode you're in. There are people that take that game way too seriously for, like... A How dumb do they express that where... though? Because don't like I, I mean like when I'm playing Battlefront or something, I have chat muted. I'm just having a like Star Wars time, you know. I'm just shooting stuff. Like no one's yelling at me. This this so... is the thing, is that this is why I don't play with people I know because yeah. they can't. I play Overwatch solo and do the same thing. I'll listen to my music or podcast or whatever and just have fun with yeah, all the yeah. chat turned off. But uh, I spend too much time playing that game with people I know and in the community and ended up just hating my time. Okay. Yeah. I think they articulated some stuff similar to that in the Bombcast. Like, they were they were saying, like, oh, I no, I'm, I mostly play with random people. And it's like, oh, okay. Cause I was That's the best to way to play it. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because then when it gets to just people taking it, like, MOBA serious, then it's, uh, that doesn't sound... Doesn't well, the sound thing fun. is... I don't... Is that, like... If you're playing a ranked mode, then sure, I get it. You're mm-hmm. going in because to this mode where, like, you're trying to be serious. But, like, if you're just playing, like, a quick match to, like, try some fun stuff, like, calm down. Especially since the weird thing about Overwatch is that people can still make you feel bad about playing that game. And, like, if you're not good or up to snuff or as good as them... And that game has nothing in it that says that you did bad. Everything in that game is about how you did good. Yeah, I've heard and yet it's very, like, people still are able to turn that around and just be like, "Well, we could have had that if you did this." It's like, "Fuck you!" I'm done. Is that playing appearing with you guys. in like text or something, or people are saying no, that? like through the Discord or like whatever when we would oh, do like yeah, groups. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's too bad. I mean, yep. tainted experiences, but hmm. The annoying thing uh, about it, too, is that, like, I was playing Overwatch in the beta and stuff before people were, like, really getting into it and it became big, and it was super fun then because nobody knew what they were doing, so everybody was just having fun, but now there's, like, this character beats this character. If they have this character, you should always have this character on your team. Like, fuck off. That's not fun. So there's, fun. like, fighting game, like, tiers and ranks and whatever. Like, you should play yeah. Sagat. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Fun. I don't That's good stuff. I don't go to that yeah, game okay. for that. So. Mm-hmm. I I that game's still just a baffling mystery to me. I don't I don't know that I'll ever get into it. It just like it looks incomprehensible to me when I'm seeing it in like GIF form or something. It's just like check out this right. sweet thing that happened. That's just nonsense on the screen. It's like I I okay. I think I I don't know. I I don't even know what happened. Like sometimes it's clear. It's like well, okay, that guy sniped like five people in a row. That's just shooter stuff. But there was like a bird, and then there was two dudes with chain guns, and they were in a car, and they nodded at each other or something. I guess that's funny. I don't know. Like it was just people love it. They're they're posting about it all the time, and I'm just gonna 
yeah walk away and leave it leave it there people it's, people love that yeah. game and that's fine i just want them to stay the hell away from me it's probably gonna be online for like a decade dude right well like, it's not going I, away. I just want i mean i'm ha- i'll have fun with it by myself i just want people to leave me alone and stop talking about it like where it's like i should play with them because i'm not going oh, okay. to <laughs> all right well, we don't need to talk about Overwatch anymore. Uh, it ended up like third or fourth or something on their list. So, I, I, okay, it was really, on my like, list. the only thing to it was like number say six. about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I remember that, and it was on John's list too, right? It was on all three of your guys. It lists. was uh, number two, and it was Sean's number one. Sean's number one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for the top-down perspective game of the year cast, but uh, I mean that's hey. been out for like a week now. Basically, yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit. And by uh, a week, I, guess, I mean three days. Whatever. Some of the value in the uh, the bombcast way of doing things is it's it kind of just calls attention to some stuff that you might have missed and might be intrigued by if they can talk about it at length, kind of thing. Because they can just kind of hold well, my favorite back thing and about talk it about their best is that this like, is the only time they do that. Where they the don't do that at all all year. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely a little bit of a, I don't know, something I find a bit weird about the, like, really, it's it's in podcast form. I don't know why they don't just uh, call out, hey, we're going to talk about this for the next, like, five minutes more often, and then just kind of lay down some stuff for those that are curious or might have already played it and just kind of want to hear someone else's take on it. Sure. Like, they definitely shy away from spoilers a lot of the time. So, I may have heard too much stuff about Mafia 3, but I'm still intrigued. Like, I'm not worried about it. Uh, there was a late game thing that they talked about, but it which sounds ended ridiculous. Up not really bothering me. That and actually, actually, it made me happy to know that happens because there's no way I would have ever known otherwise. Okay, uh, it sounds great. I got some heads up in the our Discord about it too, but I just decided yeah. to listen to it, and yeah, it, it, it was wasn't fun. really a big deal, right? I'm trying to think if there's been any stuff that they called out. Like last year, it was like. What the hell is Soma? I never heard about that. And I immediately bought it and had an amazing time. Like, this year, I, I don't know. I Thumper, maybe, might be one I'm, like, kind mm. of been curious about on my own. And then this kind of, you know, crystallized that a little bit more. But I like rhythm games, so that was a contender anyway. And like, I've, I already know I should have gotten Res Infinite, but should I wait for VR or but something? But who cares? You've played it. Like, you know, know that's a thing that you like, so, like, Yeah, I don't know that this cast light on a, a corner that I just had no idea was anything of significance right. at all. Like, maybe some more curiosity about, like, Hitman being really great, and I know you've been playing that. Oh my god, so. dude, Hitman is amazing. Like, actually, really good. Okay. Just because of how dumb it is. When you throw something at a dude, you're just like, oh, this is a video game-ass video game. Like, I just tossed that fucking axe at that dude's head, <laughs> and it was really good. And, like, and throw- throwing stuff time, at dudes right? is just, really like, way better than, like, yeah. Like, what happens is you bring up your, like, little aiming reticle to throw, and then if you're, like, close enough to a dude or whatever, you put it on the guy, and it'll, like, auto-go to their head. So you could just, like, take a can of beans and use that to, like, knock a dude out instantly without the sound or, like, fear that, like, pulling out a gun might cause. That Basically what I'm saying is Hitman makes it so that throwing stuff in a funny way is actually more effective than weaponry 
and it's great. Okay. Yeah. So that different game is, than any other game out there. Like, there's no more bean killing games. So yeah, and I really, really like the balls it takes for them to have the elusive targets. That it's like mm-hmm. it sucks that like there's all these cool targets I could have killed up until this point, but since I didn't buy the game until now, I'll never get that chance. But yeah. like, I I can see why people get annoyed by that. I I think it's cool because now that I'm on the ground floor, it's like, oh, this is a thing I can do now. So, are you playing on PC or yeah, PlayStation? Yeah, PC. Okay. Um, and it's sold by seasons now, or how does this... Like, it used I, to be episodic. I'm guessing right? they're going to go with uh, Season 2 now, probably, and probably sell, like, another season pack or whatever they're doing with it. But yeah, so more it, cities, it's episodic. more missions. Okay. Yeah, they so... Kinda, they, do they just kind of set you loose in a city? Like you're yeah, in Paris so, now, and then you just kind of find stuff to do, or is it like no? There's there's menu driven assignments, and you select those. Well, when you buy like a mission, it'll be like, okay, this is the area you're going to be in. This is your contract that you have to kill, and like it'll usually just say like using or wearing any outfit or using any weapon, just like eliminate them and leave, and that's like the basic thing. But then mm-hmm. there's like different challenges where it's like where or I think one of them for every level is called the chameleon one where it's like wear uh, every disguise in the place at least once or something like that. There's um different like little things you can do so you can replay it over and over to try to like kill them certain ways. Like one of the Paris ones is there's a challenge to do this thing where you basically drop this entire chandelier set onto the the model runway mm-hmm. and just like kill a bunch of people but mainly the main target while doing it another way to kill the main target is to oh actually specifically for that level there's a set of challenges called them uh what is it the master vampire challenges where there's a disguise where you dress up as a like phantom of the opera type dude with a cape and a mask and you're like supposed to kill the targets certain ways while wearing the like phantom of the opera basically suit just shit like that so like every time you go into it you're just like okay let's see if i can do this one this time let's see if i can like kill this dude by the electrocution out here sort of thing when he walks by so yeah i don't know it's this weird murder sandbox yeah I guess as a stealth game, does it give you a lot of, like, situational awareness so you don't feel, like, constantly just, oh, fuck, they saw me, I failed, like... Oh, totally, you have, you basically have bad Batman vision. vision. Okay, yeah. good. Because <laughs> that game did it really well, so steal that shit, like, my yeah. fault. You basically have that, um, so that the way that they kind of bind you, like, keep you bounded in some form of reality or challenge is that that vision doesn't like go across the whole level it's kind of in like an area around you so like you still have to move around to be able to see things clearly but you can like see through walls at dudes who are likely to spot you right away and you can see your target when once you get like the recon or whatever where your target is you'll see them on your little mini map move around and stuff so you can plan accordingly yeah like it's still a video game as video game they're not trying to like okay. make a simulator of it Hmm. I, I don't know. It's 
<sighs> like a lot of positive things people have been saying has also been like the joy of playing it all year where it kind of just like you got a new assignment and you're just like oh sweet like the, that kind of episodic rollout of the cities totally. and the different things has been a big hook for it so now that it's like oh hey apparently that stuff was really awesome but that's all over now like i missed a bunch of stuff now it's just kind I'm of i'm pretty there. sure they're doing a season two it's it's implied, I guess, by calling it season one, and presumably it's been successful. I mean, oh totally, yeah, anyway. yeah. But uh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's no, I'm intriguing. with you on that though. Um, I do feel like I missed out by not getting it right away and being a little leery of it because now yeah. it, instead of like this cool thing where I feel like I'm the hitman and every like couple months I get an email saying like you have a new contract in like Barcelona or something, and then I'm yeah, just like, oh yeah. sweet, I can jump in again. It's kind of like, oh, this is a lot of fucking game right now because it's been rolling out for all year, right? So I buy the game, I buy all the um, the stuff you can do and see all the challenges. I'm like, oh, this is like hundreds of hours of content right here all at once that people like got drip fed to them all year. Are you like subscribed now for season two, or will that be a separate purchase? I'm sure that I'm pretty sure that's a separate purchase. I'm guessing they're going to do a season pass every year that they're doing this. Okay, I guess it's, sense, it sounds yeah. like Hitman is going to be like the platform sort of thing, and they're just going to keep rolling out content for it, which is probably the perfect way to do Hitman. Huh? Like, I almost wonder if it's like, oh, okay, now I know it's great. I'll jump on for season two, and then. Yeah, that's kind of Just what I was that. thinking, too. Honestly, the reason I got it is because it was on sale. So oh, okay. Was it I part of the it... winter sale stuff? Like it was... Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cheap. Um, somebody gave me a coupon that was like, you get the like prologue and first episode for free, which is usually like 15 bucks or whatever, and then the like season pass or whatever, the other chapters um, for half price. So it ended up being like 30 bucks Canadian. Oh, okay. Which is, like, really yeah, good. So, I think it's 80 right now on PSN, so, yeah, it's regular yeah. game price. They've been having some sales. Like, I was kind of looking at Titanfall 2 yesterday, but of the yeah. list of stuff, like, that's kind of lower on my list of stuff I'm intrigued by. Like, Is there a specific reason? I, I'm kind of more Just because it's a military shooter? Like, Battlefield, dude. That shit looks way better to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's fair. The problem I had Sorry with Battlefield <laughs> <laughs> The problem I had with Battlefield is that I it got too samey and boring for me. Okay. That was the only problem I had with it. It's a nice-looking game. I think that game would have been great if I had like a couple of people to play with regularly. Okay. Whereas I guess I also felt it was a little, that's mining a little too close to Battlefront, which I kind of just reinvested in, so I don't it's know. Ve- it's very, like- very much like Battlefront. The nice thing about Battlefront has been I've, like, had a few people to just jump in with me, because that game went on, like, a dumb sale for dumb mm-hmm. cheap. So, yeah, that we've been playing that again. That game's fun. Yeah, but, no, I don't know. Like, I never played Titanfall 1. Like, I understand it's by the, essentially, you know, the good Call of Duty people from back yeah, in the day. Yeah, Respawn or whatever. Yeah, which, you know, former Infinity Ward guys and everything. But, uh-huh. I don't know, like, yeah, robots and wall running and jumping around and stuff like that. I, I don't know, though. It's just, 
I don't know. Like, that that seemed to be the game Jeff Gersman was really gunning for. Like, that's his favorite thing going on. But yeah. he also really liked Syndicate, you know? And Far Cry 3. Like, he was, like, crazy for those games. And I don't know mm-hmm. why. Like, there's especially Syndicate. That game's not very good. So maybe I just don't agree with what he's looking for. So I don't know. I tried I got playing hesitant. Syndicate earlier this year, and that game just didn't age well, I don't think. So I don't actually yeah. know what to think about it. I feel like I missed my time with that game. Window with that. It's like, yeah, yeah. what is it? Starbreeze and like there's Skrillex songs in it and stuff. Like I played it. I played it for a while. I was just like, I don't care. I don't want to beat this game. Like I got to like a boss battle or something. It was just like, this isn't fun. I'm going to, I'm going to stop playing this. So do you remember Singularity? Yeah. yeah, I do remember. That was on my top 10 that year, but yeah. I haven't played it since then. The I fun- remember just having a good time with it, but. The fun, weird things that, uh, like, notes that Singularity hit back then are the weird, fun notes that Titanfall 2 hits, if that makes any sense to you. Like time travel fun and... The time travel fun, um, the final mission for Titanfall 2 is literally basically, like, you and a couple of your buddies and, like, your Titans just, like, storming a fucking fortress full of other mechs and robots and kicking the shit out of them as you're going. There's, like... A part where you're just, like, being thrown between flying, um, like, planes or whatever that you're trying to take out the people in. I don't don't know. It's just set pieces, right? Yeah. Like, it didn't look bad. It's just I have no initial investment in any of that stuff. So it's just kind of running on pure people really like this and say it's really good. But then it's just like, okay, I don't know. That has a history of not working out for you as well no not yeah you're right it's like i can just wait until this is cheaper and maybe the community will evaporate and there won't be any games to be had but i don't know that's just kind of it just wasn't i wasn't sufficiently intrigued with that so i don't know yeah this year just kind of seemed like spread real thin and wide or something like a lot of people liked stuff but didn't love that much stuff so I feel the same way, kind of a hard except for one thing. To get excited about which one was the like passion? The Resident Evil Seven demo. Oh yeah, that's right. The game of the year. Like <laughs> the game I of the year. Yeah, the best game. Uh, it, I, it I, was the best game, man. Because I, was I didn't even they have. Were, oh, hmm? Like they were patching in more stuff, and there was like new yeah. things to discover. I didn't even have a way up. to play it, and I was keeping up with it for like six months. Okay. I, I swear you were used to be saying, like, I'm worried they're going to outlast this game and ruin it. Yeah, like, until I, like, was on. keeping up with it. You were totally right. And that's another, like, I didn't have to really fight for, like, why I it was my number one. But, like, that was one of the points specifically that it was on there. Because I was not hopeful for that game, man. Seeing that demo, okay. though, and seeing how they unfolded it, I'm like, it got me super excited. It turned me 180 degrees, and I was just like, oh, fuck. This is Resident okay. Evil in first person. Like, that's hmm. so dope. Yeah. And sure, so. you know, like, people were putting PT and, like, early Slender stuff on their lists when those came out. So, yeah. Like, those weren't finished things. But Yeah. And the, I don't know if the, this well, kitchen this stuff is a finished thing. Yeah, it's just kind of its own thing, right? Completely. It's, like it's not Stanley even the Kerbal same demo. character as the character you play in Resident Evil 7. Hmm. 
cool? I guess. I'm just saying that, like, it's a different thing completely. And apparently, like, that house, you won't be revisiting it in the actual game. It's just a standalone thing. Hmm. I only loaded it up once, and I think I got a bad ending. But I guess I should. <laughs> Did check you get it attacked again. and then like infected? It was like, oh, like no, I was like, I was gonna leave the house, and then the woman grabbed me or something, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. And then that seemed to go poorly, but it was just like, oh, it's a demo, whatever. Like, I mean, that's one. January. That's one of the endies endings, so that's fine. Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. I guess I just kind of thought I saw what you were supposed to see. I didn't know it had like more depth to it because demos don't usually i guess so that's kind of exciting no for sure and the fact that like checking the subreddit like basically when they released the uh update the final update to the demo like i was checking that subreddit and like streamers and youtubers like every fucking night basically for a few hours just seeing like what they've uncovered it's so good it's so good and then they went too far because I like I don't know if we talked about this at all. When the PC demo came out, um the internet does what the internet does and they ripped the demo apart using an actual computer. Like so, they dug all the files out of it. Yeah, so there was just a bunch of leaks up to the point where they think they know the whole story of the actual game. Crap. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is is that I I think Capcom might have been fucking with them because some of the file names sound way too on the nose. Like one of them is like Al- uh, Albert underscore final or something. Okay. And people are like, oh shit, it's Wesker. Wesker's in it. Yeah. Right. But then like. But it's just baiting expectations and but then, stoking up. This is why I love this community. Then like the subreddit was like, actually there was a guy named like, what the fuck was his name now? He was a doctor in like. Outbreak file one or whatever on the PS2. There was a file about him named it like Albert something. And they're like, we're pretty sure it's about him because this would have matched up with this person named Alyssa, who is also mentioned in this game. Like, it's fucking weird how (laughs) deep that rabbit hole has gone. And I'm so happy. (laughs) Like, I'm so excited. Yeah. Like, is Steve's twin brother going to be in it? Like, it's got some sweet. I I don't know what they're doing with it, but. If they're if one of the characters in Resident Evil Seven is one of the playable characters you could play in that PlayStation Two online Resident Evil, like one of the characters you could choose out of like five or six of them to play with other people, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's so dope. That's, yeah, okay. that's so dope. It's the same that's, name, that's Al- like Alyssa Ashcroft two, three or whatever. When's that coming out? Like that is the twenty seventh. I want to say oh, okay. So or was it the 24th? I can't longer. remember. Okay, but shortly. So, what's your I platform mean, can, choice for that? PC? You're yeah, it'll be PC for sure. Okay. I'm probably okay. going to buy it on uh, PS4 as well, though, so I can play it in the living room. Ah. And, like, impossible. achievements, I guess. Not, not that I care, really, about that, but that's a thing, <laughs> I guess. Uh, January 24th. My bad. The... T- January 27th is the final chapter. The, like, last Resident Evil movie by uh, Anderson, Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the 27th. That's a busy week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more prolific P. W. P. Anderson filmmaker. Sorry, I, I mean, there for the, I guess. 
PT's out- output is slow, man. That's all I mean. I'm not even saying quality. Although I mean, you can't even terrible. you can't even get PT anymore on the store. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Bringing it back. Um, that's a little like a bit of a curt appraisal of inherent vice. I just recommend eating a pizza right after you watch it, and you will have a better experience. I'm guessing that's what you did before we started recording. No, this is a while ago. I saw in Vice, saw it in theaters. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, man, I don't know how to like. Hey, I I played the cave. <laughs> like, okay, remember that this game. I do. This is what we're going to do. Cave. We're going to jump back. So Resident Evil 7 was like my game of the year um, yeah. to the shock of maybe nobody, but I still felt like I had to defend it and I was super, super I, I, I wasn't anticipating it because it still seemed like a weird, like, that's not a, you didn't pay money for that. That doesn't count, but I don't know. It's, whoa, what? What's for some on? reason, I got disconnected. I, but oh, okay. So you're you right. The I didn't thing I just said. <laughs> I, I, you said I didn't pay money for that. Oh, okay. You heard it. Okay. Okay. Was that all you were? Essentially, yeah. It's like that's not a real game. It didn't cost any money. You can't count. Right. That. Exactly. Exactly. Like Frog Fractions was on my list, and that was a free web game. But that that's totally different. It's totally different. Because I couldn't oh pay money. Oh my god, Frog yeah, Fractions. Dude, um, we're gonna be talking about that. Uh, we. Get I know excited. we're going. You know what? I'm excited because I okay. want to hear. I think if yeah. there's one person between specifically you and John that I know that have played that game that can be like actually like speak about it it's probably you that's a <laughs> but, little weird but okay well like I don't know we, I think John we did talk to that dude so I think John really that likes experience. that that frog fractions 2 thing just based on the fact that it was hidden within a game yeah I, I know we'll go a little bit deeper when we talk about that but anyways so we talked about game of the year stuff um, I found it weird. Like, I'm looking at your game of the year stuff that you submitted for this. Oh, right, right, anonymously. So this is like you shouldn't have even known. But right. I guess you. But the you thing know is, I was talking about you are the only person problem. that puts super hot, which I really? found weird. You are the one On, person from the entire top-down perspective community. From the That's entire weird. top-down oh, perspective man. community, you are the that only person really that good, puts but... super hot. I guess maybe they did charge too much. I was getting really defensive when it came out because people were like, this is too expensive. I was like, what are you talking about? It's great. Just buy it. What are you? Why are you complaining? You really but, like Super Hot. You know, on my Steam, I think it's like me and two other friends have played it or something. Like, it's pretty apparent that not that many people are jumping in on that, but it's a really novel game. I quite liked hmm. it. You know what? You might not have been the only one, actually, because it has 16 oh. points, and there's no way you could have possibly done Given it. That many points? Okay. Maybe I someone th- just didn't capitalize at all. Because you're, you're definitely you're definitely the high have it highest. Um, yeah. You are the only one that put No Man's Sky on your list. Okay. In a positive light, because I enjoyed that game. Right. It kind no, of fired me up for long sessions of gaming again this year. So, yeah, I don't know. I kind of owed it like a reinvigoration bonus or something. Like it was, uh, it was fun. I I I owned my spaceship, man. I flew around. There were some cool sure. planets. Uh, and um, I get you were that it wasn't the only everything person. everyone wanted, but yeah, I don't know. I, I that's just been beaten to death. So whatever. Just they're patching it. Sure, that game exists. Uh, Joe Danger, check it out. 
Um, you were the only person to put Day of the Tentacle remastered and Amplitude. This is how I knew it was your list. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Day of the Tentacle, I counted that because they did a lot of work to it, and I really liked that game. Um, Amplitude was maybe like an edge case where it barely made it on there, but I had a pretty good time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it was my 10th game. So... There was a surprising yeah. amount of hidden my game by mom that was <laughs> I finally horrific. played that, I guess in light of some of this stuff. Uh that's pretty good. It's doesn't yeah, take very fun. long to play and it's pretty focused on just being funny and random. Sure. And that developer so, has like totally a handful fun. of other games out there, so I was playing one with soccer. You were trying to score goals on a bunch of ninjas and weird stuff. Uh it's a lot like McPixel though. Like I don't know if I've like was did that get called out when people were talking about that game? Yeah. The McPixel for connection. Sure. Okay. Cuz yeah, it's just like it's like an adventure game but it's really just about gags. Like it's just find the objects and trigger the jokes and uh it kind of has a fun music loop going on behind it and everything. It was it was pretty cool. Uh yeah. Is there is there um anything on your list you wanted to talk about more in depth? Or I mean, I feel like good with I think I talked about Far Cry Primal quite a bit when we started. I mean, up I again. I gave Far Cry Primal like an honorable mention as well because yeah. I did like that game. It just didn't crack my top ten. Like, if you want to be a caveman, it's kind of was the only game doing that that I saw. I think um, it is the only game that did that for sure. So I really, I really found that incredibly novel. Uh, I know and a lot I hadn't of people got a couple pissy. Of the recent ones. Yeah, you didn't play 4, and I know a lot of people got pissy because they actually just used the same map layout. That's, yeah, I was saying that at a recent, like, gaming thing, like, the tabletop night with Sean, and he hadn't heard that, and was like, what are you talking about? But I've I've seen, like, screen comparisons of, like, the two maps, and at least the basic, like, outline of where the mountains are and that kind of stuff is the same. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, yeah. But it's millions of years ago, so it's totally different. Like maybe I mean, it's the it same doesn't region, even matter to be honest with you. W- com- populated with totally different stuff, so yeah. I don't know. Plus, I didn't play that game, so it really was immaterial right. to my experience. Um, yeah, for sure. There was that weird like trophies glitch, but I managed to overcome it. Had I not, I might have hated that game because <laughs> there was a possibility I would not be able to get a platinum trophy because the game stops giving you upgrade points after you beat it, and I, you one of them is yes. max out the tree. So yeah, I had to do, like, dumb. all these kind of crappy missions that I skipped the whole game. But at least I had skipped them, so they were still available. Uh, had I gotten them earlier, I wouldn't have been able to max out my tree, and that would be really lame. But as it stands, it was pretty fun. Uh, cool. There's mammoths in it. Okay, yeah, actually, yeah. There is a part where you play as a mammoth, and it's kind of the worst gameplay. <laughs> like, it's so bad. But it was kind of endearingly bad to me like it was reminding me of like crappy gamecube games or something like i don't know it was uh really rough you're kind of is it like much later i almost wonder if it was like part of the digital edition i got or something like maybe it was a special bonus thing or something but because you play as a mammoth fighting like woolly rhinos and it was just really clunky crappy Mm. like they're just attacking you and bu- bucking you off of cliffs and stuff. Like, it was just really not enjoyable gameplay. But uh, I fought through it. And, yeah. Hmm. Thumbs okay. up overall. But I mean, I kind of enjoyed games. it, so whatever. 
Yeah. Some yeah. Fun games. But I don't know. Like, I'm surprised Mitomo wasn't on there for you. It's not really a game. Yeah, like, that's true. There's nothing to like really latch onto and enjoy. It's like, oh, that time I got the Samus helmet. That was so sweet. And the then, time I gave some like faceless corporate guy my favorite movies that I've seen it's this like, week. I'm watching Better Call Saul. I think it's really good. Like, I'll just tell no one that. But yeah, no, you told Nintendo, Nintendo that, and now, yep. now on your Nintendo account, they're just gonna be like Better Call Saul. Yeah, you like Better Call Get Saul, Bob so Odenkirk you're gonna like you're gonna like this Mario video game. game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll cast Bob Odenkirk as the voice of Waluigi, and he'll buy Mario Party. Like, just A to B to C. That'd be pretty good, actually. Goose I would, I would totally pay for that. <laughs> yeah. So Bob there you go. See Kirby more aggregate data. Waluigi. Yeah. Could happen. Um, okay. okay, so that was so, for 2016. What have you 2016 been playing games. so far in 2017? Jumping back in time, uh, I played Ron Gilbert's last big game that I can think of, other than that uh, swashbuckling, what was that one? Scurvy Scalawax, which I played oh, on yeah, yeah. quite extensively. Uh, the Cave, which came out via Double Fine in 2013 or 12? Uh, I'm trying to remember... I'm trying to around re- then. It might have been late 2012. It was definitely at that PAX that they were talking about it. But, was that uh, the PAX anyway. that they were that you were all like me? No, that was the good one. That okay, I had that was twenty. Th- that had to have been a uh, 2013. No, 13 was bad. One 12 was the no. Good it one. was 2012. You're right. Yeah. So maybe the game came out that year too. Anyway, uh, it's a side-scrolling adventure game. I played it through once uh, on the Wii U way back when yeah um so i don't know what all to elaborate on as to why this came to be but i've been listening to the thimbleweed park podcast where they're talking about their new game and that just okay. kind of got me in this like ah man i maybe i shortchanged that game a bit like i i like ron gilbert a lot like just through these podcasts and even meeting him was pretty cool so i want to go back and give that another look so yeah there's there's seven playable characters i played as three of them way back then uh, so I, I just kind of endeavored to see the rest of that game's content. It is a little just kind of weird by design that they make it so you will experience redundant stuff. Like, by choosing seven, if you want to see all of them, you're going to have two players, like two characters that you're going to have to go through their areas twice. Because that's just the way it is. Uh, but I guess with that giant lag time in between, I forgot a bunch of stuff. So that kind of made that less painful. Because it's just like, oh, well, I don't remember any of this anyway, so this is new again. Um, that game's pretty fun. I don't know. It's kind of simple puzzle stuff. It's all in the environment. Like, I guess it was really inspired by Limbo's way of doing things. But uh, with kind of that old, goofy, like, uh, Monkey Island-style approach to things in terms of just everything's a little comical. There's Like, some everything's dark... going to be okay with instead of, like... Limbo's, yeah. you're gonna die. Like, Actually, over and over. No, that's, you know what? No. That's not fair to characterize that at all, because there's straight up, like, matricide and patricide in this game, and it was crazy. Like, hmm. you, your play as two, like, dead twins who killed their family at one point, and it was like, okay, well, that's a little gnarly. Like, each character has, like, a dark thing that they did, and it's often murder that took place in their pasts, and that's why they're kind of 
I don't know if the cave is like purgatory or just some sort of like testing ground for your morality or something, but all the characters are kind of revisiting their worst sins. Uh, but so the way it's expressed isn't like limbo, dark, you know, contrasts and they don't really have any dialogue or anything like there's dialogue. There's kind of items and things that are a little more whimsical about it. So in that sense, yes, but there's still like some sort of more explicit bad things that have happened for these characters. I'm also maybe a little tired of how much, like I really like limbo six years ago. I thought Inside was kind of disappointing, and I'm just coming off of, like, a bunch of people saying it was the best fucking thing that ever happened. Oh my god, every frame is polished! It's so good! You can tell it took six years because it's so immaculate! That kind of thing? You remember that conversation? I mean, I do. I would like you to be more specific as to, first of all, (laughs) who who are these insane people you're listening to? But more Uh, importantly... Like, just that it kind of just defaulted onto the top ten, despite stern objections from people. Like, I was on Jeff Gersman's team on that. I was just being like, yeah, I guess that game's okay. I don't don't know what you guys are talking about. I mean, if John Baum had their way, fucking, what's that piece of shit game called? Geometry Wars would be, like, the number one game always. (laughs) Game of the century. Yeah, so, like. I believe that. You're right. We didn't talk about that on here. That broke my mind for a while. Like, it was just like. What were you talking me about? This like, single-screen really? arcade, like, it's Robotron with cool new graphics and a soundtrack. This bonus game from the Project Gotham series is the best Xbox 360 game that ever came out. It's just so amazing. Like, it was just... It was insane hearing that. I couldn't... I don't know. Like, It, it actually no, broke my you're mind. you're just wrong. <laughs> Like, that's not even yeah. true. Even that game's own sequel is better. It's deeper, and there's more variety to it. Like, I don't know. It's just, it has a really hard achievement, and that it's because Brad on. wants that achievement. He wants that achievement. Vinny says and, as much in the debate, oh God, where he's like, hey, so you're, stuck in a, you're stuck in your bubble, your achievement bubble, and he was right, and ugh, I don't know. But he that said was, it, like, yeah, mean, man. He said it mean. It was real and good. I felt real good about it. Yeah, Brad that needs was to be taken down like too. a thousand pegs. He is so far <laughs> in his own ass all the time, and that was just like the worst of it, like that I've ever but heard. The thing was though, he wasn't alone. Like Alex Navarro was saying insane oh, stuff, was just like, oh, some people like that is the Xbox 360. You're like, what are you talking about? Jump drawers. I'm totally gonna back that. And it's like, what are you talking about? But, because it was like the first thing that came out for that piece of shit, and it was five dollars. Like it was, it was there, ready to go, and it was pretty fun. But taking it beyond that into like, oh, greatest game of all time. Like this should be. <laughs> like, in I'm museums. not. E- I'm not even mad that Mass Effect Two didn't win. I just think any other game on that fucking list could have won over that. <sighs> like that's all hey, I'm saying. Purity of design, like you know, quality over quantity. Whatever you want to say to like rationalize it. I mean, That's yeah, Robotron did it, like, 50 years ago. <laughs> 50 years ago! That's yep. right. It was 1967, I was playing it. Robotron, and it was dope. And then... I mean, you weren't alive. <laughs> now you're just being facetious. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. I met my dad. He played tons of Robotron. He was did he, actually? Down at the pier. No! Because that game didn't come out until the 80s. But Yeah, exactly. Anyway. 50 years ago. Yeah, 50 years ago. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. Sorry, we're future-proofing this podcast. It's only to be listened to in 2037. Yeah. Don't open until 2037. <laughs> but, okay. Anyway. 
that happen, I don't I don't even know what to get upset about. Because you're you're kind of getting mad at people like who like a thing a lot. And uh, have you I heard up this bit. podcast? Yeah, I know. This is like to be literally more positive what we do. In 2017, man. Like just kind of don't you don't you say it. it. Don't you okay. say it. Okay. Right. Uh, I like the cave this time through. Uh, and yeah, sorry to go on that tangent about just no, trying no. to defend it related to it. He just mentioned Limbo specifically in a like production podcast for the <laughs> no, game. No, I do, I do want to know though, like because of that little tangent. Um, yeah. What are the problems you have with Inside? Because I do hear way it's too just, many people just say like positives about it, and then when the people don't like it, it's just Jeff being Jeff and saying it's garbage and then not giving a reason. Sure. No, it's more just that it was like so insubstantial to my gaming time this year. Like it was one evening, like we heard it was really great. Uh, sure. I saved it so like Brittany was there too, and it's just like, hey, people are saying this is great. Let's let's play through it. And it was just a breezy, like, no problem, two and a half hours, maybe, like, just little thing that happened that evening. And it was like, well, I guess that was, you know, that was not a movie, but it was, you know, simple to go through. Like, just nothing about it really stuck to me at all. Like, even the crazy thing that happens at the end that's so goddamn crazy and we can't talk about it. You turn to a giant blob monster. Like, yeah. whatever. Uh, that was fun, but... I don't know. It was morbid and gross and whatever, but it was The best part about the best thing about that part was transcendent. Like, you just know that there was like somebody toiling for twenty hours to make those animations look amazing. <laughs> of like the all crazy the little arms legs and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not I don't want to like be like, oh I'm just dismissing the craft. Like it's yeah, it's really sharp, but you know what? I think I might have said this when it came out and I'm gonna say it again. Uh, it was kind of a similar sense I got when I walked out of gravity. Where it was just kind of like okay. that took six years, okay. Like it's just like yeah, it's a fun little roller coaster ride. Yeah, it, it is a little weird that inside yeah. took that long, right? For like, like what you actually get, a little bit, you know. Like you're not wrong. I don't disagree with you at all. But um, I mean, <laughs> like all I'm saying is that I like it. Snarky, but so like I, mean, I, don't, I didn't. I don't really care. dislike it. I just feel I just wanted like, to know what you didn't like about it because I'd hear. I hate being in this bubble where, like, if I like something and then, like, it's the well, thing that's liked, you hear you don't hear people talk negatively. I kind of like to hear the other side, so. I'm trying to think back to, like, I really got caught into a limbo, like, hole yeah, for a while. Yeah, you did. There. I played through that game, like, five or six times and got all the achievements. Like, I was just, In a like, way that that game, I don't think, was ever designed to make somebody fall into that hole. Well, like, like just that it had, like, hey, you gotta beat this without dying or something like that. It was, like, without dying or without dying, like, more than five times or something like that. It had a very specific yeah. thing. And it just kind of was, like, a challenge that was just enough where I was, like, I think I could do this. Like, I, I'm pretty good at this. Like, and I was just, like, wanted to make that happen. So I did. Uh, whereas inside, maybe it's just cause I played it on steam and there aren't really achievements that matter on that platform or whatever, but I was just kind of like one and one and done. Like, just like, okay, like I saw the story. Oh, there's an alternate ending. I don't care. Like, I just wasn't going to go back and look for the collectibles or whatever. So I haven't seen the alternate ending. I don't know. Maybe that's the part that blew everybody's mind when they didn't get it themselves and watched it on YouTube, which almost, do you want to know what it is? They did. Uh, I, I mean, at this point, I guess I could just watch it. So, no, I'll just okay. watch it or play it eventually in four years and go, you know what? In hindsight, Inside was really something. Like, maybe that'll happen. But now that Playdead's gone under and, the, you know, there's nothing else, 
Uh, I was a little harsh that game back in 2017. Maybe maybe that'll be a conversation in the future. I but. don't think it will be. Okay. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying that I liked that game. I thought it was good. And um, yeah, I do, I do think that it's one of those games that uh, the hype definitely overtook it's like how much quality was actually there for yeah. sure and i'm happy that like i kind of got to it before that hype got really big yeah okay I'm well, i mean i was that. like a week or two late to it so maybe it was just i'd heard oh man that thing that happens like one too many times so it just it you know it happened and it was like oh that's kind of weird but it wasn't like what so yeah, inside, uh, the cave is nothing like that. Okay. Um, it's it's upbeat. For, no, it's not. It's it's upbeat, but okay. I guess you'd call it dark humor. Would be kind of what they're going for. Is that it's like bad things are happening, but it's it's done in a kind of colorful way. Um, right. So like Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, dark humor. Yeah, like uh, the Haunted Mansion or something. It's kind of like that. Terrence Stamp. The Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. It's a little bit like that. Um, sure, delirious. Uh, Chris Rock. His stand-up special. It's, it's no, um, you know, funny. Kevin guy. Yeah. I, no, yeah, I get Kevin you. Smith a from dark, Southland Tales. Yeah, dark comedy. Exactly. From Southland. Oh, oh boy. fuck. I don't know how to say like succinct great stuff. I thought the monks chapter was kind of cool. It had like some interesting challenges that are kind of counterintuitive a little bit. Like, you're used to playing a certain way, and that can, that chapter specifically asks you to kind of not do things or kind of be really slow and meticulous in a way that was kind of interesting. So I was glad I finally kind of went back and saw all that stuff. Weirdly, I didn't play all seven characters on any one platform. Uh, I was going on a trip to my wife's family's place, so I played one playthrough on a MacBook, and then returned home and played the rest of it on the wii u again so i don't know if anything cool happens if you've played all of it on one platform but i got to kind of go through some stuff and neither i guess the steam version has achievements so there's some kind of you know special challenges and stuff in there but i don't know i just overall i just want to say that game is uh pretty good uh if you kind of just have the right patience for going through a game like that again like like i said i played through limbo multiple times so seeing the same puzzles and challenges doesn't inherently bother me so i was doing that in the cave as well where it's just like yeah this is the island so i know exactly what to do hey let's see how fast i can do it this time or whatever like it wasn't that vexing to me um i think i think that's kind of what count like uh counted against it a bit when it came out also there's a bit of kind of like Playing it alone, you're juggling three different characters, so there's kind of a few points where you're kind of, like, running people through the same environments, carrying all the objects, because you don't really have an inventory, it's just each character can carry an item. Uh, so that gets a little clunky, but there's often points where you will get to a certain point and the other characters will just kind of catch up to you, so it, it makes it less tedious. I don't know. That game's uh, pretty good. All this to say, I'm looking forward to Thimbleweed Park, which comes out later this month. Um, okay, cool. Just, I'm on the Ron Gilbert train and having a pretty good time, so just wanted to give that game some time again. Uh, okay. That same week, uh, I watched the Assassin's Creed movie. Oh and my god, yeah. Here yeah, we go. Just, just kind of That's the thing. It oh, is. It okay. Just, 
So it is in that unfortunate range of quality where it's really hard to say much about it because it's just kind of middling, you know? Oh, crap. It's not terrible, but it that's almost better sometimes, you know? Like the Mario Brothers movie, like Mortal Kombat Annihilation, these have novelty. But this is more, where would it be? Just, like, it's probably better than Doom, but, like, probably Prince of Persia is better, because it's just got a little more comedy and a little more life in it. And I find Prince I of know. Persia boring. Oh, no. Okay, this might be even more boring, then. Oh, good. It's, it's like, okay. it's, like, grimly serious about the fiction, oh, and that no. is... Why would they do that? <laughs> like... It's kind of like, well, this is kind of the tone of the games, too, but I don't know. Like, this just needs to be livelier or funnier or something. There was kind of, like, one moment in the entire movie, like, one, like, four-second little thing that happened that I was like, there it is. Like, there's that spark. There's what you needed. And it's just, like, a tiny little thing. It would be, like, just one of many cool moments in a Lord of the Rings movie or something. But it happened. Like, it was... it's gonna it's gonna sound not like anything, but just here it is. So there's two characters fighting a whole bunch of dudes, and then one like Michael Fassbender draws his bow. Oh crap! There's like my partner's head is in the way. I don't want to hit her. Then he bounces an arrow off a wall and hits a dude, and it was kind of cool. And then she okay. turns and smiles, and they just kind of go yeah, like they just did something badass, and it was kind of cool. That is the one moment that has the right energy. <laughs> The rest of it is just, like, dour, like, gray, and just, we gotta stab these dudes. They commit to some stuff that is kind of admirable in terms of just, hey, whenever they're in the Animus, like, whenever they're back in Spain, everyone's speaking Spanish. Like, there's no kind of bad accent. I like that. I do like that, actually. Yeah, it's just, hey, we committed to this premise. It is hundreds of years ago, and that's what's going on. It's Spanish Inquisition stuff. Uh... They do kind of almost this... Okay, they actually pick up a thread from Assassin's Creed 2 that I really appreciated, which was that apple. Like, just whoever has the apple commands history. Like, what happened to it? That's what, like, Abstergo is looking for, and they need uh, Michael Fassbender's character to, like, figure out where it last was, because, like, he's the most direct descendant from the last dude to have seen it. Like, it has all of that. Yeah, the gold apple. But oh, okay. They've exp- like they explain it in a weird like nonsense. Like it has the map of the human genome, I think, in it. Like people hundreds of years ago solved that and hid it in this thing, and somehow that granted everyone who took possession of it some sort of incredible power. <laughs> I don't know why. Like at the point where they actually have it, they just like, and here it is, and it just starts like projecting nonsense green stuff up into the air and it's just what is that what is happening i don't know the last five minutes are really bad and i don't know it's it was it was a movie they they made a movie it has the style it has a bunch of actors you'll recognize and it's kind of just joyless and not very good but it exists now and they spent like 125 million dollars on it so, I can't wait until it's on Netflix so I can watch it. You know, it might be worth a click just for, like, hey, they did it. Like, they, they're they taking this stuff seriously. They did and, the thing. 
Yeah. They did the thing. There's like, yeah, that that arrow moment is my favorite moment. There's kind of another moment that was okay where, like, it's almost the same as the arc in 2, where you remember that little bit at the end of Assassin's Creed 2 when you're fighting dudes in, like, modern times? Like, mm-hmm. suddenly Desmond has all these cool abilities and he's fighting, like, Abstergo guards and you're just like, oh, shit, this is happening now. There's There's stuff like that where... All these prisoners of Abstergo have kind of just learned parkour and ninja skills from being in the Animus, and they start, like, rebelling. It's okay. Michael K. Williams is there, and he has, like, smoke grenades. It was, it was, it was, you know, grasping a little bit at whatever was there. It was, it was, uh... Sure. Yeah. I didn't find it, like, insufferably bad, though. Like, people giving it, you know, one star or something, that's going too far... But I guess for video game adaptations this year, like, Warcraft is still way more actually good. <laughs> like, I still think that was actually pretty good. It was just a bit... I like, mean, I agree it, with you, but problems holy are fu- more minor. I, like, yeah. I know we've talked about it, especially since, like, I've watched it again when it came out on Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah. Man, that movie is way too fast. Like, it's even as fast. somebody who knows what's going on, there is a lot right. going on. Like, but that's, like, a kind of just a, like, that's an unfortunate problem to have, but in a way we're saying, like, it's too bad there isn't even more of it, which is kind of nice, you know? Like, it's like, Uh that means what's there is generally pretty solid, and you wish there was even more to flesh it out and make it even better. Whereas this is, like, kind of too long and drawn out and not fun on its own. Like, I don't want more of this exactly, like... Right. It's, yeah, it was a... I, I wanted to see it. I wanted to know. Like, I, I had enough curiosity to go, so I didn't feel, like, bad about how it went down. And, hey, it was in, like, a small-town movie theater, so it was, like, $6. It was, it was not a That's good. That's really so, good. Oh, man. That was a weird reminder, though, of just, like, how many previews and commercials they throw at you at Cineplex, specifically. Like, yes. it was really yeah, yeah. exhausting. Like, it was, like... There was not one, but two Toyota ads. Like, it's just like, you already tried to sell me this car. I'm fine. Like, don't do it again. And just, like, director's cuts of debit card commercials for the holidays and stuff. It was even longer than last year. Okay, the only thing I want to comment from that chunk of time specifically is the War for the Planet of the Apes trailer was there. It's the first time I've seen it. I I just need to, like put it on the record that yes i really loved the 2011 movie i think it's fantastic Uh they fucked up with both of these sequels like they're just i don't like where it's going or rather where it isn't going which is kind of no they're just kind of like the end credits of rise of the planet of the apes implied to me that all humanity died and i thought that was so badass to do that in the closing credits of your movie like, just be like, yeah, and then this fire spread and killed everybody. It's like, wow, that's crazy. That's how we got the Planet of the Apes. Amazing. And then they screwed it up with Dawn and are continuing what seems to be almost the same story in this one, which is just, yeah, there's uh, pockets of humans remaining and they have guns and they fight the apes. And, like, it was Jason Clark and Gary Oldman last time and now it's Woody Harrelson. And they're going to fight and there's machine guns and shit. Like, it's just nothing Fucking important is happening. Yeah. I like Woody Harrelson, but it just looks like the same thing. Like, they're just doing it again. Like, they're riding horses and they have machine guns. Like, they were doing that before. Just get over... Just skip over that. That's not interesting. You're just treading water. You don't have a direction anymore. 
So that's that's where I was at. Just wanted to. I'm not excited anymore. They ruined it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair Matt Reeves fucked it up. He just fucked it up. Thanks a lot, buddy. It's going to take a lot of work, though, for people to forget how excited you were about that series. It was that movie. I'm just gonna that movie. That movie. That movie's still great. But okay, they're making these things. Try to sabotage that, and I don't like it. Um, but okay, okay, okay. Hey, do you want to talk about Frog Fractions two now, or is that still too hot button? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk right. about it because you so, played it. And I will never, I will never play it. So I wanted to hear about it from somebody who has actually done the thing. Okay. Um. So the game came out as Glitter Mitten Grove, which uh. No, no, Glitter Mitten Grove came out. Glitter Mitten Grove came out. And then it was out. patched in after. Is that what happened? Yes. Okay, but that seems to be like in the plan. For it I was, it was in the plan. I'm just saying, Glitter Mitten Grove was a thing. That like briefly, like that came out in December. Like that had nothing to do with Frog Fractions for like a week or something, and then it did. Oh, weird. But something like this, anyway. Maybe a few days. Maybe not a full week. Anyway, uh, so years ago, Jim Crawford released this weird little thing on the internet called Frog Fractions, and people played it and had a joyous time. It's like an hour long. It has a bunch of. I don't even know how people found it. It wasn't uh, like frogfractions.com. It was like some weird URL that you had to put in. Okay. I I, I heard about it on Idle Thumbs, so that might have blown sure. up the spot a little bit or something. But it, it spread around. Like, probably like a friend of his or something like wrote in and said, this is kind of a weird thing a friend of mine did. and then like, Or just it just one of their listeners up. or something. Like, who knows? That's how what I mean. Yeah. Went. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that game got out there. Um, he did a Kickstarter where he he said up front, like, I'm going to try to h- replicate the surprising nature of that game by kind of hiding the existence of this game, which created that kind of, is this Frog Fractions 2, like, thing for a year and a half or whatever the it memes. was. Right. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like every trailer comes out. Ha <laughs> ha. It was fun. Um, and then it came out, and not a lot of people seem to really be talking about it. Uh, I played it. A bit, uh, New Year's, actually this was, yeah, this was New Year's Eve. This was how I spent that transition time a little bit. Um, that initial strategy game started getting tedious right about the time I found Frog Fractions 2, so that was a little bit of a relief. Um, that game on its own though, like the Glitter Mitten part, has some novel little things to it. Like it's a very easygoing RTS, like, just build your village. Like, there's no enemies. You're just kind of surviving the elements and trying to build this cool little, like, uh, treehouse village. I kind of like that. I didn't hate that. Like, you gotta get sunlight on your plants and stuff like that. But after about an hour of that, I was starting to kind of, like, oh, crap, I mismanaged my, like, food supply for this winter. This is going really badly. Oh, wait, there's this cave here. Click. Hey, it's it's the rest of the stuff. Um, that said, I didn't get too much beyond like that next section, which is basically an adventure kind of style thing, like Atari adventure. You know, like uh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's almost structured like a Zelda overworld, but in very like ASCII kind of like text, like simple old school computer art for a lot of the environments and stuff. But there's a kind of complexity to like, the items you're finding and the keys and stuff you're looking for. 
And right about the time I was getting really sick of that, I found the next part. I thought, uh, turns out it was just a weird little bonus thing that was kind of like Flappy Bird. And okay. you get the sword that way. And then I was returned to the adventure overworld. And it's just like, no, man, we really, this is the part that's like really expansive. There's way more stuff you got to do. Now you got the sword. You got to cut through all these things. You got to fight these enemies. And I maybe played another 40 minutes of that or something and then just kind of stopped having fun. Is this Frog Fractions at this point? I don't, you know, Frog Fractions to me was, was this weird little thing that like, of course there was a surprise, but the thing that made it intriguing was how, Rather than making just, like, a game or whatever that was silly and, like, oh, that's so weird or whatever, it was kind of like this weird little, like, love letter to a bunch of different games that it seemed like he grew up with. Like, yeah. different game styles. Like, that, uh, like text adventures, like, old adventure style games, like, management sims and stuff, like, maybe Mule or something. Like, there was some weird throws yeah. in there. And them all working together to form a cohesive game was not the thing that was obviously on his mind. He just did a bunch of, like, fun things he was obviously playing with or testing out and then, like, put it up. And that that's kind of, like, where the magic was for me. The idea of, like, we're making a video game of this weird thing and it's hidden. Isn't that weird? Like, it's weird. I don't like it. I just don't like any part of it. The thing is, it doesn't seem to have, like, the immediately appreciable, eclectic nature as that one. Like, so far, I thought it did when it was like, okay, like, we went from kind of RTS to uh, adventure-style Zelda-ish kind of thing to, uh, like, Flappy Bird. Okay. But then it went back, and now it's just kind of, oh, I'm kind of waiting for the next, like, big jump into something completely different at this point. I'm kind of tired of poking around in this like a uh, adventure-esque thing. It's it's more complicated than that. So I, it might be alluding to something else from that era. I don't know, but it's, it's starting to not be fun to play that part. And uh, I don't know, like, I don't want to look up a guide though. Cause it seems to kind of go contrary to the whole, like it's full of surprises. You got to find them. Like that's, what's fun. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of bummed out. I stalled out on it. Cause frog fractions has like that really sharp pacing, where it's just kind of, like, it's a breeze to play. Like, it's just easy, but variety is still there. So it's like an hour and a half, maybe, or something. Like, maybe the first time right. you play it a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like, oh, man, that was just refreshing and, f- like, kind of nostalgia-fueled, but also just this weird kind of coherent thing made of really different parts. That was cool. And it didn't go back to an overworld after every part. It just No, went to yeah, that's where thing. I'm a little worried. Like, I really hope there's... You have beaten this section, and now we're moving on. But... Welcome back you, to the frog hub. Yeah. The leaf pad, where you will find all the weird things you can do. <laughs> that's not... But that's the thing. Even with that, though, that's like you frog. start, you start frog as the frog, and then it's about that frog's weird adventure up into space and all this crazy stuff that happens to right. that frog, and it just expresses itself in various ways. I think he becomes the president of Mars. Like all sorts of different stuff happens, and it's really fun. He's in that submarine. He is in a submarine, and then there's like yeah. weird voiceover that's giving you fake history about like Brazilian boxing or something. <laughs> like it was all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, this is, I don't know, it's just not feeding me that stuff fast enough, maybe. I, I don't know. Like, I, I've been having a little bit of trouble getting into it, so that's a, a bit disappointing. 
I don't know about, like, your kind of political stance on just, like, I don't like that they mishandled this or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know who was, like, oh, I, Glitterman Grove, I'm excited about that, and, like, bought it and now is mad that it's half a game and there's a secret game that they didn't want. Like, is that what you're, like, the hypothetical character you're mad at or sad no, for? More the fa- no, more the fact that, like... First of all, the this thing that I liked before this Frog Fractions one yeah. just felt like a very like honest, true thing that he did. That yeah. like was just kind of for like the love of the craft and like the different games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then this weird businessy thing of we will sell more copies if we do this and maybe put half of a game and another half of a game that we're developing together. Like it's gross. Everything about it is gross and makes me not like that guy. Like, it doesn't seem like just indie collaboration or something. Like it's, it, Because to me, this is no longer the thing of, like, I'm just doing a thing because I like it. This is, how can we make money off of this weird Flash thing I did t- four years ago or whatever it was? Well, I don't know. Like, the response to that game was really positive, and people at the time were even like, dude, like, this is so fun. Like, how do I give you money? It's just like, I guess you could buy a shirt or something. Like, there was kind of like a... No, I remember that. Such a big audience that was really rabid about it. So wanting to capitalize on that is, like, that just makes sense. I don't know. I can't really fault that completely. Unless you're saying, like, he got paid. That was the Kickstarter. And, like, the spirit of the Frog Fractions should be more magnanimous than than this seems. Like, it's 20 bucks. Uh, It's, yeah, it is kind of like. How do you feel about this? Because you're playing it. How do you feel about this price? Because that seems way steep for me. I'm a, like, I'm a, I don't know if I'm, like, strapped for cash this holiday season, but I've definitely been trying to, like, be more mindful of my game purchases because I can kind of just make dumb decisions really easily when it comes to video games. Well, especially because, like, I've been looking, I've been wanting to get some PS4 games since I have a PS4 now that I've been missing out on. I can easily spend, like, $350. Yeah, easily. No, it's like easy. right now. Like especially, yeah, with you know, there's a glut like of three games, like <laughs> eighty bucks each or a hundred dollars for the deluxe or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, it's become a pricey hobby. So Again. yeah, twenty bucks. Like, it kind of depends how the game shakes out as to whether it's worthwhile. Because like, it's not that hours equals fun. But the thing is, like, I kind of hope it didn't drag it out because it kind of seems like it might be doing that already with like how much time i've spent in this adventure part of the game is just like oh this is a little more elaborate than i want from a frog fractions chapter like you know i i should have gotten sword uh, played it like two hours or something but oh you can't return it now no no it's it's okay like uh yeah I, i i don't feel bad about no no okay just for clarity as to how this has gone. Do you um, think that they hid the Frog Fractions part two hours in so that you couldn't return it after you found out how shitty oh, it no, was? Oh, no, it's not two hours in until you find it. Like, you'll find it within half hour, 40 minutes, probably. Okay. Maybe an hour before I got maybe, into that Maybe section. I'll buy it and then return it. After oh, just to see it. if you take to it? Maybe. Like, yeah, No, maybe. like, even if I take to it, I'll return it, because fuck that guy. Nah. But Okay. But what if it's magical? <laughs> like, okay. Just for clarity, though, like... Okay, this this is the thing, is that if, dude, like, I just bought that game randomly and I was the guy to find out, that would be magical. Okay, I feel like I'm being, like, accidentally mishandling this. I am currently playing this game for free 
due to the magic of Steam sharing. So that's where I'm Fair at. enough. Yeah, I haven't spent money on it. I did kind of shy away from it when I cuz I found about about I found out the game existed at the airport. And I was just like, "Oh dude, this is this game. How much is this game?" Uh like it definitely did kind of take the wind out of my sails a little bit. It was like 21 bucks. Like I don't know if this is going to be good <laughs> like or long enough or good enough. Hmm, like it was definitely vexing. So that I got an opportunity to play it without needing to worry about that. Uh, yeah, that that that's a bonus for me. Like, so yeah, just want to say that I haven't paid money for this game. I didn't pay money for the original Frog Fashions either, but that was not an option then. I don't know. Like, so I I'm not yet at a point where I would buy it for myself as a just a enthusiasm purchase. But uh, okay, yeah. Specifically because of this second section that I'm in that is not uh, delightful. Sorry, do you feel betrayed that I played it this way? Feel betrayed? No. This is okay. the way you probably should play it. Don't give that guy any money. I don't know why. Okay. Like, I like Django more than him, so... Uh, I'm actually more happy knowing that you haven't paid a dollar. Okay. For your... Like, yourself. As of yet, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Gunpoint. I'm reading a Steam review for Sorry. Glitter Mitten Grove right now. Slip that in there. Yep. And yep. so far, best game of the year, somebody says. Did they only just the, play it in 2017? Because. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I don't know. 11 some point two hours? That's January a decent 3rd. chunk of time. That's, that's maybe more time than. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if somebody what I want. Somebody here has 36 hours. What the hell, dude? Like, I don't know if like that's what I want to be hearing about a Frog Fractions game. Like, this is like, oh, I want two, three hours of really fun stuff, which is really ironic because I was just complaining about Inside for being only two or three hours. But right. this didn't take that long. And also, variety in gameplay. That's right. that's the thing. So I don't know. I'll I'll going take back to a hub world. Pretty fun. No, no. Oh, yeah, the the Adventure Hub world. To be, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. not returned to the, like the Glitterman RTS stuff ever. I don't think you do. Um, like yeah. that's just done completely. I think so. There is a really, there was one really funny little joke in there that I liked. Uh, do you want me to okay. tell you what it is, or? I mean, just... I'm not going to see it. So, okay. Yeah. So once you get into the Adventure world, you uh, can go up to this uh, kind of character select screen where you can kind of make your own custom like adventure dude which essentially just changes the color of the dot you are like the face uh okay. on that screen there is a import mass effect 2 character like save file button and i was like oh that's okay. a funny joke clicked on it it legitimately popped me out of the game and opened like a file browser and it's like all right where is it like if i had a mass effect 2 save file it would do something and I think that's funny. Like I was kind of into that. So you should probably do it. Like make Install a Mass yeah. Effect two and try. I played it. those on three sixty, so I kind of just want to like fire it up on the PC, save a shepherd, and then see what it makes of that. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Like maybe it just puts your character portrait in there or something. I'm not sure. But that was a fun joke. So there's like gaming and stuff in there. But uh, yeah. There's gaming and there's gaming stuff. stuff. There's like references and things. Uh, so Glitter Mint and Grove, available now. Uh, yeah, $20, there you go. 
$20, maybe, if you're Canadian. 22 so. Canadian. Okay. If we're going to be specific. And that might have even been, like, winter sale or launch price. I don't know. I'm looking at it right now on the Steam page. $21.99. Okay. Canadian. Okay. Yep. Um. No discounts on the, this price. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of curious about where it all goes, because, like... Variety yeah. is implicit in kind of the the name frog fraction, so hopefully that that pans out. Uh, I guess just but the fact gonna... that you didn't just keep playing. Seems I mean, yeah, like it's telling. I'm a little I'm a little bummed out. I wasn't more like captivated right away, but that's that's kind of how it goes sometimes. Uh, hey, <laughs> if we want to keep like the middling game experience train rolling, everybody's gone to the rapture. Woo! Yeah, this, Chinese. This room, game baby. didn't look. This didn't even look like a game to me. This is yeah. like one of those like PlayStation experiences that you yeah. just like don't do anything and let them show you a bunch of videos. No, it's not videos, but it, it's uh so it's to be, you know. Well, the whole game's a video technically. It's the Dear Esther guys, so they made right. another game where you walk around and kind of look at look at our environments, aren't they detailed? And it's like, yeah, it would be real cool if I could <laughs> yeah. do anything. <laughs> like so jaded and snarky but the, okay so the thing i heard about this game is like a lot of people were mad about the movement speed being too slow because they just want to get through this game and i get that i feel you especially after playing it it gets it gets to that point like i wasn't sure it would because early in the game i was kind of just like oh whatever like look at this van this is really detailed look at this radio all oh, this this grassy hill look at that i'm just gonna walk around and i'm just in this small village in england this is kind of novel uh but it kind of just gets really like it's just it's so insistent about its story like it's just hey you should like this you should watch this like watch these little scenes and they are almost cutscenes. you're right i don't know if you like already heard about how it goes but you essentially go to different areas in the environment and trigger these kind of light orbs that uh, start playing out a little scene of what happened before everyone disappeared. Uh, and it's just kind of these little outlines of people uh, going through a little kind of domestic drama about like, oh no, my kid's got the flu. Should we evacuate? I don't know. And then disappears. And, oh man, you cheated on me with Rachel. How could you do that? Oh, And just like, these little soap operas are all over the place. And it really wants you to see them all. And at some point, I was just like, just, just, I just want to leave. Like, I just want to go to the end. Like, I just want this to be over. And then it gets just, you know, super transcendental and just talking about, like, life and, like, life after death. And humans are made of the same matter that comprise stars. Isn't that so neat? And just really getting super pompous about a bunch of stuff. At a point where my patience for it is at zero. Like, if they had just laid that out there in, like, an hour, I would have been like, oh, okay, like, that was kind of neat. You know, like, just, I was there and saw this little village and they told me what they wanted to tell me and then I was gone. But they just kind of just try to squeeze it, like, slowly. Like, I was going in environments before I needed to be there. I was like, this pub's kind of detailed, I don't know why, and then left. And then I was there, like, two and a half hours later and there was finally a scene in there. Like... I don't know. It just, it doesn't have the structured gating of Gone Home where there's like a logic to why you aren't seeing stuff until later because it was behind a locked door. You found that key and you opened it. 
you know, like now you get to know that this is just kind of arbitrary. Like it's just follow the orb to the next thing. Okay. Stand here and listen to the stuff. All right. Now we're done. I don't understand what the point of this game ever was. It's like you're just kind of preaching to the choir. right? It's kind of masturbatory. Yeah. It was, it was a little, a little rough. Like, and the thing was, yeah, it got to where I was just like, if I don't finish this like right now, I'm never going to want to play it again. So I just need to see this through. I've heard it's not very long. Let's just go. And yeah, it definitely got to where it was a complete drag at the end. Even though it's like, hey, they're good at modeling stuff in 3D. Like, this looks nice. But you haven't given me, like, anything to do. Like, other than just walk around. Like, there's nothing else to do. Like, I know a lot of people lump Gone Home in this, like, walking simulator category like to me that no, is more, you do stuff in gone home that is an adventure game like it's a first person there's a thing sure. there's things you can do you know there's little like yep. interactions that are important to unlocking the rest of the experience it's only really great once i feel but it was really great once this was already losing its welcome like partway through of just like like even little things like, i just want to like kind of outline one little thing that was bothering Actually, me pretty quickly I want to outline one thing and Before, okay. that you're completely wrong about Gone Home. Okay. It's actually great twice. Oh, The first okay. time because you do it like normally or whatever. Yeah. And the second time because once you know the ending, you can actually just go right there and it works. You can just okay. do the ending in two minutes and I really like that. Okay. Because like it's not gated off with... um these weird arbitrary like you can't go past this point yet because you haven't listened to this audio log it's like no this is my home i know that there's a secret passage here to the last place so i'm gonna go up there because i know my sister would hide up there oh look this is her journal explaining everything done yeah i really like that aspect of it actually that kind of stays true to the okay yeah Yeah. no i I i generally like that game a lot more than this one um Okay, so, so, okay, the thing, the thing I wanted that was just seemed really basic to me was just, like, just give me the opportunity to just press X on, like, doors, and they will all do something. Like, because, okay, here's the thing, right? Uh You're in an environment where, oh man, everybody disappeared, and this town is in kind of, like, a post-apocalypse state where there's just abandoned vehicles everywhere and stuff is kind of messed up, right? Oh no, that's All I want to do is close that van's door. You know? Just close it. Yeah. That door's open. Okay. That battery's draining. I don't like that. I'm going to clean up this town. Close that door. Can't do it. But, I mean, it doesn't matter because everybody's gone to the rapture. Everybody's so better, gone to the rapture. You're right. But I'm alone go. in this town. If I'm alone in this town and, like, no one's around, I'm going to try to tidy up a little bit. You know? That's what I want to do. I, I'm kind of oh, just like... sounds like a dope game, actually. Just give me some some sort of, like, anything to do. Just you don't even need to tie narrative everything. in. Because, like, they have physics for doors closing. Like, they have it all. Just hinge up everything so I can just go up to it and be like, all right, closed. Just, I just want to close it. Like, just give me, give me anything to do. There's doors all over the place. There's houses all over the place. Just let me put that environment back, you know, turn off these light switches, just kind of shut down this town or whatever. Like, when I was going into houses, because part of it is kind of sneaking through, like, these abandoned houses, when I left, I would close the front door and just, you know, keep things as ship-shape as I can. And I don't know, like, having 
any little thing for me to interact with throughout the whole game would have just been more engaging to me than this kind of tedious walk that is also like like it's not even poetry like i feel like dear esther had like poetic stuff that would happen occasionally um i'm also actually there's one more quality of dear esther i want to highlight which is that has like a clear objective for you the entire time it's just you are on an island what's that tower about and you just want to go to the tower like it's very clear what you're doing the whole time here it's not very good still though it's not great, but it at least has like a point, like a center to the game. Like it's just like you can wrap your head around. This is what we're doing. Like even actually, Journey has that too, where it's like at the beginning of the game, you're just like, oh, there's a mountain way over there. I guess that's what was happening. You know, like it's just very clear direction. This is just sure. like there's a town, and there's no real like. Well, what's important in this town? Well, right now this is okay, and then a scene happens. Okay, what's important now? This is okay. Like it just kind of, it's just like this light trail around the town and there's no like intuitive i want to go look at this and there's something for me here it's just kind of no look over here dummy okay look over here all right now go over here like it's just kind of okay really like the stanley parable adventure line thing came to mind where it's just kind of drawing attention to how structured and limited this path is like this game kind of has that built right into the game and they narrativize it they're like oh yeah that weird light orb like that actually becomes part of the story but that doesn't make it fun like it's just it's still super tedious so yeah chinese room man did you play amnesia the the machine for pigs that they did no okay I'm just wondering what that is, because they don't do probably a walking simulator games. where there's like scary stuff that you can look at as you follow a light. I don't know. Yeah, like is it that different of a thing where it's just like look at gross stuff? We can model gross stuff too, or is it like no? There's mechanics, you know. Like we got we got some stuff in here. Because I mean, there's mechanics. There's You're walking mechanics. around looking at things, but I don't know. Yeah, it was uh... there's probably mechanics. Otherwise, how would you start up the machine for pigs? <laughs> That's what that whole game is about, right? The pigs need you to turn on their machine. Yeah. So you got to go find the parts and then turn on the machine for the pigs. And then you can all have just like a happy birthday. Yeah. Maybe. That's what that, that's what that game's all about. Hopefully. At least that's what, how it's been relayed to me. Maybe, maybe I was lied to. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay. it came I out over a year ago. The re- response was lukewarm already, but I just went through it myself. And just I need kinda... to know about it. So if for some reason after hearing that you still care and you're listening about spoilers for this piece of shit, then turn it off for like two seconds. What oh. is the thing that's going on in this game? Okay. Um. Oh, man. So as I understand it, uh, an alien life form has arrived in the town. And it is just trying to communicate with the people of the town, but in so doing, it is accidentally, like, killing them by just kind of, they're getting nosebleeds, they're kind of getting sick, and it's just because of the way it is trying to communicate with people. So, Like, humanity is not evolved to be able to, like, handle this physically. Sure, and it doesn't know that. Like, it's being innocent, and I guess that's the orb that you've been following around. Um... So also, does it just like kill you at the end? Oh, it's, I'm trying to. Uh, I'll I'll Can get there. Like there there's a specific there's a specific uh, story that the game tells you at one point that kind of illustrates like the a metaphor for how how this works. 
Uh, a guy talks about this one time when they found a fox wounded in the forest and they tried to look after it, uh, but it bit the kid when he brought it some food, and then the father right. just flipped out and killed it. And it's just like, well, it doesn't know any better. Like it, it has rabies, maybe. Like it could kill us, but it just, it's just being defensive. Like it's just a wild animal. And sure. this alien is just being itself and just being around people, but it's, it's inadvertently causing them all sorts of harm. Um, I believe so. In the very end, what it's, what's going on is like these two characters that kind of know more about what uh, the nature of this thing is are trying to wrap things up and kind of the town's under quarantine. They're trying to contain what's happened there so that it doesn't like kill everybody on planet earth, I guess. And then it gets kind of more like just about, uh, death and life and the uniqueness of your life's pattern. And it just kind of, yeah, it gets very Carl Sagan or something like it. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I'm doing a bad job of, like, oh, you're too dumb to understand the story. It's like, no, I was just falling asleep because it was so boring. <laughs> like, it, you know, if you if you want to just write it out, if you want to read the script of the last end of the game, you're just like, oh, okay, that's, like, a sort of interesting thought. Too bad they expressed it so blandly over the course of, like, a four-hour walk. So It actually sounds stupid as shit. So, the thing is, whatever. the one thing I, I will, like... Gives, hey, at least they've learned something since Dear Esther. At the end of Dear Esther, you get to the tower, and then a cutscene happens where you climb the tower. And I hated that. Because it's just like, what the f- I just walked all the way here, and I don't even get to do the thing I walked here to do? And I, yeah. I heard a justification for that on like a developer podcast or something with them, where they're just like, okay, we had a really long fight about that internally. The thing is, like, almost all of our playtesters fell off the ladder. Like, they oh just... Oh, my God. They couldn't climb the ladder and just ruined the drama of that scene. So we kind of had to take control away from them because they just weren't doing it right. And it's just like, okay, that really sucks. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, right. It's specifically because it started life as a Half-Life mod, and it's the way ladders worked in Half-Life that was kind of limiting how they do it. Because, like... Hey, there's that ladder scene in twi- like a uh, snake eater where you're just on that ladder yeah. and it's the best thing ever. Uh, so yeah. I was like, well, just you know, press a button and then you're locked onto the ladder and just hold up. But let me do that. Like, don't just yeah fly me up the ladder. You're like, taking that's... away the thing. Yeah, the one thing. So the kind of cool moments in quotes that happen at the end of this game, they let you control the entire time. And some of them were kind of neat in terms of just you're in a crazy star field and there's like sparks everywhere and stuff and you're able to look around and see them. And that was kind of neat. You know, like it's just like, it's not at all a big enough payoff for the four hour walk it took to get there. But at least they let you walk (laughs) when it matters, you know? So, hey, good job. Maybe the next time they'll make a good game. Could happen. Probably not. Yeah. They haven't yet. Ugh. So, yeah, sorry to rain on indie indie fun, I guess. That's back-to-back indie rain. Um, hey, a big budget indie game, rain. also made by uh, Santa Monica in some way, uh, The Order uh-huh. 1886. Oh, start, man. Start this is a that. game I actually have been wanting to play. I'll totally lend you my copy when I'm done with it, dude. 
Um, oh, really? Yeah, because, yeah, no, it's totally been a game I've been hearing about since it came out. I was like, wow, this yeah. looks really good and is actually kind of fun, but it's like three hours long, so don't don't pay 60 bucks or whatever. Oh, like, that's it, right. Yeah. yeah. And there's no, I don't think there's any multiplayer or anything. So it got kind of slammed in the reviews and stuff. And yeah, it's, from what I've played so far, like, yeah, it is very brief on times when you're actually interacting. Like, there's a lot of cutscenes. Uh, the second chapter of the game was almost exclusively cutscenes. It was like a big meeting where this, like, secret order of knights that still operates in the late 19th century is uh, having a meeting about, like, whether or not they should trust this one order member of their order or whatever. Uh, and sure. then you walk you know, around a table stuff. to leave the room. And then, mm-hmm. hey, it's your buddy Nikola Tesla. And he's like, hey, I got some stuff for you. Come into the basement. Okay. And then you go down there. And he's like, yeah, look at all this crazy Tesla coil stuff. I, I made a sniper rifle for you and this thing that jams electronics. Thanks, Nikola. And that's the end of that chapter. Like, it was just like... Oh, I didn't really do anything, and then chapter three comes up on the screen. So, all right, one more chapter left. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, third chapter. Here we go. Final act. Like, I don't know how short it's gonna cut off, but I don't know. You're you're shooting dudes like crazy people that escaped from Bedlam. Uh, there's also werewolves so far, so you're I don't know. It the shooting handles okay. It looks pretty nice, but kind of just dingy because it's Dickensian like London, so everything's like dusty like coal black uh which is also it's cinematic does it have those weird bars and the 30 frames per second where they're like oh dude you're right yeah locked it here it's it's uh yeah yeah, it's like letterboxed or whatever it's a widescreen and they lock it at 30 frames a second to make it like more cinematic they lock it at 29.97 or something like beyond dumb Beyond Two Souls kind of did that too, where it like yeah. looked really sharp, but it's like crushed down. Yep. So yeah, I don't know. Like for ten bucks or whatever I paid for it, I'm you know, I'm down for shooting some monsters and the the shooting and stuff handles well. I guess this team, Ready at Dawn, uh, is the main team that spearheaded this. They've been kind of nailing it on the PSP and stuff for years. They did Daxter and the God of War games for the oh, okay. platform. So they've been yeah. around for a while. But um yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, QTEs and a lot of cutscenes and, like, I, I kind of just want it to get down to just, hey, you have guns, there's monsters, go go run through some cover-based shooting action and play some Gears of War, but 19th century. Like, I'm okay with that. But uh, it's it's been kind of doling that out very sparsely so far, so hopefully it lets me just get down to business pretty soon. Um, but I don't know. It's not, it's not a complete waste, but, oh, I guess the one like point that compares though is, you know, you know, in the Gears of War, whenever you get a call on your radio and you slow way down. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of like slow walking through environments and just kind of like when I walked around that table, it took me a while. (laughs) Like it's, were you following a glowy orb? I wasn't following a glowy orb. I just kind of figured out that I wanted to go that way. So I okay. kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> In Weird. contrast. It's almost like they trusted you to do something in their environment. Yeah. And hey, even though they gave me the verb that all indies hate, which is shooting stuff, I kind of appreciate it. You know? Just give me something. Just give me something to Whatever. Do. Like, I like I'll close doors. Stuff. I'll close doors if you give me a chance, but you didn't, so give me a pistol. Like, just do something. I don't know. And Indies need to shut the fuck up and stop thinking that they're so above 
like triple A development. Shooting stuff is fun. There's a reason people pay money for that shit. Just hey, do super, it well. Super hot was both. It was like indie shooting. And it was pretty dope. Super. I mean, that's like basically all that game is, right? Is like how to like kill your way through a level. Yeah, best of both worlds. It was also probably the best indie game from last year. So take that, Jonathan Blow. Get out here with your puzzle mountain. You know, I never did play The Witness either. <laughs> it's great until you get I, in that mountain. Anyway. Yeah? Did you play it? <laughs> I did play it. I played it. I was really into it for a while. And then, I don't know. It wasn't it was, on your top ten at all. No. So you it, really didn't like it. No, dude. Like, Amplitude bumped it off. Like, because it was just like, I actually Amplitude enjoyed this. bumped off The Witness. So, I'm going to put it there. Yeah. Because it was Amazing. just like... I was having like a pretty engrossing time and then really it was it was really just a structure thing where they have this very kind of like intuitive like environment where you solve an area and then a beam flies up to this mountain and then if you get enough beams then the mountain opens and I was like oh sweet what's in the mountain and there's like way more puzzles oh is, like it is was this just the part that um, it was super how counter- did John put this the part where you realize Jonathan Blow hates you. <laughs> as a There's player. several there. You know what? I don't know if he was referring to that or the part where you unlock like a 90 minute lecture for you to listen to. And that's like a bonus. It's like, hey, good job, buddy. Listen to this guy talk about Shakespeare. OK, <laughs> like like this, the trinkets you find in that game are like videos that are very long. And very important to Jonathan Blow, but it's kind of just like, why, 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 like, I don't, okay, like, it just seems lecturing, like, he's just sitting you down and, like, telling you how he thinks about stuff. And sometimes it's really interesting, but it is, it is not respectful of the audience's time, maybe. It has a certain art house quality to that. Like, it's like Jean-Luc Godard and Lars von Trier made a game. And Jonathan Blow was their vessel to make it happen, but hmm. it's it's yeah. I plus the thing is now like that I've been away from it for so many months. Like all of my knowledge of how that game's puzzles work has eroded, so I'd have to start it all over or just start cheating. And I don't know that that's the experience I want to have. So really, like I had my friend who like solved that game. Uh, show me kind of the craziest puzzles at the end. So I think I kind of vicariously experienced like the whole thing. But yeah, it, it kind of I just felt it was like a punch in the face at that point where it's like you feel like you finally accomplished something and it's just like, no, now there's just more complicated like combination puzzles that are more challenging and less fun. Have 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 Adam and I just kind of bounced away at that point. Uh, I don't know. Do you remember yeah. how people have been talking about Jonathan Blow releasing this game for the last like five years? Oh yeah, it's been yeah. a long time. And then, like he's had and then the he basic. Did. Yeah, there's yeah. some there's some good things in there, but it was just kind of I don't know something about dramatic like build up and letdown or something like it. Just like at a point where I thought I was at a climax point, it's kind of just like no, we just kind of put more stuff in here. So a lot more, a lot more stuff. I mean, like, yeah. I I really like the little pieces I've seen of that game. I really like Braid. I just think Blow is a pretentious like. Well, you know, he has that. He has that yeah. thing going. Yeah, 
Kind of like Jean-Luc Godard, so he's nailing it. He's doing that indie art house creative type guy. Good job, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Gary Witta. No, I don't think he's doing that. No, really, I don't think so either. I think like, that's just a. He's low trying to make no like reason. big popcorn entertainment. So you know, and hey, Rogue One was great. We and you know what? It. You know what? He's trying very hard. Yeah. So good for him. It's hard to do things when you're retarded. Hey, that's just that's not that's. Uh, we're like continuing a conversation from the Discord. So check out Discord, uh, Burning right. Barrel. It's, we got a community. It's just there. inflammatory. It there's explains like, all of this. There's uh, just no quality behind that statement. Yeah, the, the, we're not backing that up with uh, context here. So there yeah. wasn't even really context in the Discord. I didn't even say anything really bad about him. You're right. It was yeah, but the, so, you like, know, if you want to see more just, of like how we got there, uh, that's just shock humor right there. That's yeah. how to, we make sure that after an hour and 40 minutes, you're still listening. Okay. I don't know what... Yeah. I, I have some other things here, like uh, Temple of Doom, great movie. Uh, don't don't know if I really need to elaborate on that. That's kind of just commonly accepted. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, everybody <laughs> loves Short Round. He's just so funny. And, like, Kate Capshaw, just comic genius. Like, these are all things everybody knows. So, I don't know, I don't know right. if really I need to... I need to know what like happened where you actually think this now because we talked like somewhat recently a few months ago like about the indiana jones movies and i'm pretty sure you even said that you didn't remember it fondly okay i think the thing is is the the only context in which temple of doom usually comes up is when someone is throwing shit at crystal skull and someone will be like, hey, okay. guys, Indiana Jones has been mediocre before. Remember Temple of Doom? And everyone just goes, oh, yeah. And I don't know that I believe that. I will I will put, I will will bring it up, though, when people are, like, getting really mad at the nuke the fridge moment. And you kind of go, well, they jumped out of an airplane and were fine. So crazy death-defying nonsense has happened before. And that happened in Temple of Doom. Like, they, they jump no, out of, you're right. with a dinghy. And just slide down a mountain, and it's just fun. Like, no one all, no one cares. All I'm saying is that I don't think you and I have to put on airs with each other. Yeah. I, yeah. You know you know, I don't mind the Crystal Skull, except for, like, a few parts. Specifically, CG Monkeys is, like, the worst. Yeah, that scene but, like, is... Like, I get it, it's Tarzan and all that, but it's just not good. But overall, I didn't hate that movie. Yeah. And I, I overall don't hate Temple of Doom. I just need to know... <laughs> why you have lost your mind no no i i don't actually like it's not i think i have it as like a 7 out of 10 on imdb or something and i felt okay about that like it's just it's still a pretty solid fun movie and it has like one or two moments in it that are some of my favorite moments in those movies so i have to give it that like specifically when he's like liberating all those slaves it was just dope. Like he's just he just walks in there and he's just punching dudes and they're flying across the room. Like it's just Indiana Jones at his most hardcore. And the music that plays during that whole section when they're just running through the temple and stuff, like it's just exuberant stuff. After like what is preceding that been like the darkest Indiana Jones movie. Like just human sacrifices and punching kids and voodoo and all this weird stuff. And then it's just like, hey, let's get the fuck out of here. And it's it's triumphant and great. So I like that. Uh, I, I was trying to wrestle through, like, I think I just need to talk to somebody 
like just like hey is short round racist like are you offended by this and just bring that up with somebody who is chinese who's asian yeah Yeah. like just be like yeah hey have you seen this movie is this is does this bother you that this kid talks like this like is this is this bad because like i don't know i just find it like he's there he is not that annoying to me really and i don't know like it's just here's the thing i like that they're striving for a very different character dynamic than the first movie like they're not trying to just copy paste the exact same way that worked and they're trying to go okay. in very different, like, kind of directions and tones with, hey, different bad guys, yet darker somehow, even though it's not Nazis. And instead of, like, a tough, confident heroine, we're going to have, like, this ditzy diva, just because that's a total counterpoint to Indiana Jones and, like, a big struggle for him to deal with. And he's got this, like, crazy plucky kid with him instead of Sala, you know, like, some competent adventurers or whatever. Like, he's he's you know kind of burdened with these other people and he's the guy trying to kind of keep things together and you know what short round kind of steps up though like i don't want to shortchange him he actually saves the day a couple times but i don't know do you hate the goonies or something like why do people hate short round i don't know no i don't care about short round at all i just find okay like almost every character in that movie annoying like sure the it's different yeah that doesn't mean it's good (laughs) Okay, like, so Will, so Willie Scott is just irredeemably annoying to have around. She's just annoying is, to me. Okay. I don't care about like this whole is it sexist because they were going through divorces and breakups and all this shit. Like I don't yeah, care. Yeah. She's super annoying. Hmm. I don't care if he's considered racist. Short round has some dumb lines. And is kind of annoying in a lot of spots. There's that one line where it's like, maybe I step on fortune cookie, and I did groan, but... It's really yeah. bad. It's really... Like, but not in the way that it's like, oh, that's so bad, but like, oh, come on, that's so bad. Like, But I think on. I find, like, a room full of bugs more, like, unsettling than a room full of snakes, so it kind of, like, gets I, me I mean, there. I'm with you. You know? Okay. Like, it... It has, like, little things with, like, the traps and stuff where it's, like, that's, oh, no, there's, like, giant bugs everywhere. That's gross. Or, like, the crazy spike room is just, like, that's some classic adventure movie stuff. Like, there's essentially that exact prop is in Uncharted 2. Like, they just, like, let's just lift this whole thing. This is a great part. and Just put it in there. Like, I don't know. There's there's stuff that holds up in there. Like, the minecart chase actually looks a lot better than I thought it did. Like, I was ready to kind of be like, well, that's old special effects. There's a lot of stop motion and stuff. They cut around it pretty well. Like, that bit still plays pretty well, even though well, there's good. moments where it's like, ah, that's really fake. But I don't know. And, yeah, just that they they were able to kind of throw dark and stuff. It is it is still the weakest of those first three, but okay. I feel like that sentence makes it sound like it's a bad movie, and I don't – I'm not saying that. You know, like, it's just like, oh, I love the Indiana Jones movies. I mean, I like the, you know, Raiders and Last Crusade probably a bit more, but I still just like all three of those and will watch any of them. So, and, and Crystal Skull is its own conversation. I have been meaning to rewatch it for some time, but, uh, it's been a little while, so it's a bit dusty. I don't want to talk about it right now without a fresh look at it. Cause maybe it is a lot worse than I remember. I just remember having a pretty good time. Sure. So. I feel we should recalibrate and just put them in the order we think right now. Wait, all four of them? Yeah, all or, four. Okay. Let's I mean, because I I still think even 
Oh, like, I don't man. think Crystal Skull is better than what I remember. It could only probably be worse, so I think it's still worse than Temple of Doom. Okay. Hmm. That's the thing. It's probably still at the bottom for me, but it's, like, right there. Like, it's, you know, seven. It's it's fine. I, it's Actually, okay. the hardest part of this conversation always is, am I feeling Raiders or Last Crusade more? That's it, yeah. Time? That's kind of a tough thing, because, like, it's almost gotten to where I've seen Raiders so many times that it's kind of boring now, whereas Last Crusade still has some stuff that's just like, oh, man, this movie's just nonstop, and that tank battle is so good. And by some stuff, you mean Sean Connery as well. Well, yeah, but, I mean, like, there's, like, boat chases, and there's the catacombs and all this kind of stuff. Like, it just moves really quickly to a bunch of different stuff. And there's a lot of stuff. Even in there. the River Phoenix section is really good, like the train and the cross, and it belongs in the yep. museum. And then cut to him fighting that same dude. It's dope. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah, it's pretty it's really sharp good. too. So the catacombs yeah, right. under the streets of Paris or wherever they are. Venice, really gross. Venice, yeah, with the rats. Yeah, yeah. It's I I really like that one. You know, it's kind of maybe cornier and like it's calling back to stuff that's the same. Like it, it. That's the thing. It's maybe patterning itself more directly off of the beats of Raiders, whereas Temple was trying to make its own weird thing. But mm. uh, that's not going to get Temple any bonus points, really. They're but on the Zeppelin. They're on that Zeppelin. Uh, you know what? Last Crusade, Raiders. This week you're Temple, feeling Last Crusade. Okay. Crystal Skull. Yeah. Crystal Skull. I just just so because both are the more we talked about cr- Last Crusade. Just like, yeah, that's the one, that's the ticket Okay. right now. I mean, and, you yeah. know, we're obviously not including all the Sean Patrick Flannery adventures, because those were pretty great. I am i haven't seen very many of them, but I'm kind of curious about yeah. those, like those mid-90s TV movies they made, like The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. The Young, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that adventure I haven't game. seen them. Really, part of this has been tying to the Ron Gilbert stuff in that they worked on a Indiana Jones Last Crusade adventure game, which I picked up over the Steam sale, and I'm kind of curious about because that's definitely oh, a, but you a haven't bit played of a it yet. Void in my LucasArts indie indie stuff. Like I played Fate of Atlantis, but uh, right, I missed this one, so I was glad it was there. I was worried it wouldn't because it's tied to a specific movie, but they figured that out. Um, I don't know. I. Raiders yeah. though is really good, but there's like one or two moments for me that I just can't unsee now. Like when he falls in front of the cobra and you can see the reflection that's like always there now. So it's like, was this scene ever intense? Like I just don't know anymore because it's been so long since I was ten and I first saw it. I do remember the dude's faces melting freaked me out though. I thought that was yeah. horrible. Like it's I mean, just it still Old is. Testament wrath. It's just like, oh man, the scariest character of all is God. He's so scary. He just kills everybody. Your head's gonna explode because you touched this box wrong. That's, that's I mean, that's pretty sense. much what they teach you in church. So sure did, and it all calcified. Thanks, Steven Spielberg. Um, yeah, I'll just say Raiders. I don't know some of that stuff. So iconic, and how okay. Molina's in it. So yeah, Raiders, Crusade, Temple, and Crystal Skull. But I have to rewatch okay. Crystal Skull, and I, I just don't—I just don't get how the conversation turned so sour on Crystal Skull because it was like it wasn't eye-peelingly bad the way people say. Like it has CG was effects it ever in there. Good? Hmm. Was it ever good? The conversation around it? Because like, I don't think it was. Okay, here's the thing: on Rotten Tomatoes, 
It scores in like the mid seventies. Like critics were like, "Yeah, this is pretty fun." It made like eight hundred million dollars, and people felt seventies. Yeah, low seventies. I think I'm okay with that. That's fine. What is it? Is it really? Is it seventy three or something? Like the seventy? No, I don't know. The seventies is fine. Like that's okay, it's in bad. somewhere up there. You know, it's not. It's not like reviled at all. And then right. I, I really, you know, I hold a little bit of negative. You know, like it's one of the little things. I maybe hold a little bit of beef with uh, Matt and Trey. They put out that South Park episode that was a little cross the line. Oh, my line. God. Yeah, that yeah, That was a yeah, little yeah. far, you know. It wasn't at all that bad. You guys kind of were piling on a little bit, making some kind of inappropriate rape jokes. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't they that bad. They rape Harrison Ford. They do, and it's just not... That's not what happened. Like, it wasn't nearly what they were saying i i don't know i didn't i was not on board with that message in that one so south park man i actually watched a few there was a bunch of episodes on from season five or six when we were okay. uh, over at uh britney's britney's family's place so we watched uh quite a few i didn't i didn't know there was just a great expectations episode i don't yep. remember that but it's just like oh okay i forgot about but this it's not one. very good yeah, maybe that's why, but it it's yeah. kind of like a Coles Notes version of Great Expectations up to a point, and then true. and then they kind of <laughs> decide to do some silly stuff. I kind of enjoyed it just because I have subsequently seen the David Lean movie, so I was able to say, like, "Oh, that's okay." Yeah, no, this is actually pretty on it. This is weird, but yeah. Anyway, South yeah Park, um, yeah South Land Tales. Southland Tales. So, Dog Eat Dog is a Nicolas Cage movie. So I liked it. Five out of ten. Okay. It's not glowing. Five out of ten. Yeah, it's not great. I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, I I enjoyed it at times. It has Willem Dafoe in it. It was directed by Paul Schrader. It is on Netflix. And uh, occasional scenes in there were kind of entertaining and zany. Uh, so it worked out. It's it's like a little pulpy crime fiction thing. Uh, I don't really need to go into it more than that. Um, okay. I have a question for you about... So I've been seeing a lot of Binding of Isaac talk on the Discord. Today, specifically. Which we keep... Yeah. So... Yeah. That keeps coming up. I just want to... So you were talking about like doing dope runs and getting sick combos and stuff, or that seemed to be the general like way to play that game that was being discussed. Um... um was I saying that today? Were you say, weren't you saying, like, you know, replaying it and just kind of do a couple runs? Like, you, you just seem to be implying, like, that game is a well that keeps giving, you know? Like, just go back, play some more. It's great. Whereas, I just kind of want to, like... Did I say that specifically? Yeah, exact quote. That was... I'm reading it right now. No, I'm, I'm lying to you. I... Okay, fine. What did you say? You, in your own words, how do you feel about... Binding of Isaac right now in 2017. I was making fun of the other people here for waiting with bated breath for this thing. That's what I was doing all day. And then was when there it an finally update came, or something or specifically Ben, a guy named Ben. Yeah, there was an update that came out today. Okay. And he was like waiting all day for it. And then he was freaking out about when um it came out. Like I and then I just mess like I messaged or I sent a message saying basically 
I know, Ben, I got the email too, and I didn't have to wait all fucking day for it or something. Like, I thought it was silly that all these people were, like, stopping their life for this thing. Okay, so that's like, why I'm, like, refresh, camping out, waiting like, for the patch. Okay. That's why I was kind of wondering, like, wait, where did you get the idea that, like, I'm obsessed with this game? You're, just never, you're always playing it, like, all the time. Like, you're doing boiler runs and... Right? I'm doing boiler runs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, sorry. I, all I want to say is, like, so I killed Mom and then was like, yeah. all right, I won. And then I stopped playing that game. Like, did I do yeah. it wrong? Like, yeah, is there, totally. Why? Like, I was really sad for Isaac because his mom is just such a domineering person. So I played it until I was able to defeat her. And then I considered myself the winner and, and stopped playing the game. Like, what, right, what? but you didn't play it enough times to find out the true ending where Isaac was just, like, dead all along. Oh, no, that's a horrible ending, though. I don't want to know that. <laughs> so, okay. why would... He okay. went into the He went into the chest yeah. and then got stuck in there, couldn't breathe, suffocated, and died. Oh, wow. That's so emo. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know that I... Sweet. Well... Now I know. That, ge- that game's not about its story. Okay. To be honest. It's like, oh man, you're right. I should have spent 92 more hours in there and then discovered that organically. And then yeah. I would feel triumphant and great. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, what you do is you beat mom. Yep. I can't remember how many times. I thought it was just after the first time. Uh, after you beat her, maybe it's like five times, maybe ten actually. Okay. Um, you unlock the next set of levels, which is the womb, and then you have to beat Mom's heart, ah. which turns into It Lives, which is, like, a weird fetus version of you that has, like, similar attack patterns, but is harder than Mom's heart to kill. Okay. And then after you beat that a few times, you unlock the path down to hell, and you can take on Satan. Oh, no. Or then you do another thing a certain amount of times and you can unlock another passage where you go up to the cathedral and you take out Isaac himself as like this angel form version. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like there's different paths to take and you just keep unlocking shit as you go through it. That's why it's so replayable. Okay, okay. So it's just, yeah. it's based like, oh, you just love this this flow. Just uh, there's more of it. You can keep You can keep experiencing it. Well, I mean, because every every run is completely different, like because the way you or the items you pick up and your stats and stuff like that, they all kind of synergize to make each run feel a little bit different. Or like you see an item, you're just like, I know what that'll do if I like have it with this thing or whatever. Like this this like boomerang tears type thing, right? But Mm -hmm. like if you have it with uh, the item that makes it so that all the tears you shoot are bombs you're just going to be shooting bombs that come back to you so you might not want to get the boomerang tears right like yeah yeah so there becomes like this thing where you're trying to figure out exactly how you want to build your run with what's provided to you and all this sort of there's like a bunch of depth there for sure okay that being said I, I am probably the least crazy person in the Discord about it, as even though I like that likes it, I should say. Yeah. I guess it's just I was glad I was able to close the book on it because it's like, oh, I won. I'm just going to consider that victory and yay. 
but I guess right. now I understand why there's this big hole people have fallen into around that game. Uh, yeah. Speaking about Edmund, because it never ends. More broadly, uh, didn't Eugenics get canceled? Yeah. Okay, that kind of sucks. Or at least he said he said it did. I don't know if he's like gonna bring it back or something. Uh, all right, that's why? too bad. I was kind of intrigued by that. You know, just picking picking up. Like I got that comic book from PAX, and it's kind of just like oh, okay, yeah, it's just kind of oh, that sounds like a neat idea. Crazy cat lady, and the cats are breeding and becoming horrible mutants. And all right, when's that coming out? And then just nothing. It's gone now. That's too bad. Actually, I I just went to the Mugenics Reddit, <gasps> and it seems like he ha- Edmund has posted on Twitter. Eugenics isn't dead. It's going to be worked on after The Legend of Bumbo, which comes out sometime this year. Oh, okay. So it's just so there you it's go. just in development uh, purgatory. We'll just call it that. It's not like I was listening to him talk about a bunch of stuff recently, actually, like two weeks ago or something. And it sounds like he like he wants <clears throat> he wants Isaac to be done. Okay. Sorry. He wants Isaac to be done because Isaac has, like, encapsulated so much of his time in life. Like, he wants to make other games again and just be done with it. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. So, I'm no more, that, like, like, re-releases and patches and stuff. Like, just that game is complete now. And, uh... Yeah. Okay. Well, it seems like what happened is, first of all, Binding of Isaac came out. As just, like, a little thing that he and Florian, I think, was the guy who made in Flash. And it became kind of a hit, so they released a <clears throat> an update or expansion to it. And that was as far as they could push it in Flash. So then he hooked up with Nicholas or Nicholas or however you say their fucking name. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made Binding of Isaac Rebirth, which is, like the good version of that game because it's like made in an actual game language and not just flash. Yeah. So I was definitely baffled by how poorly the original ran. I was like, what am I doing? Like, why is this so choppy and weird? What is, it's really bad. And it's just like, Oh no, it's just, it is. It's just that way. It's not. Yep. It's, it's coded wrong. It's not your fault. It's like, Oh cool. All right. Uh, true. Yeah. So like they released Rebirth and um after that they upgrade they put more stuff in it. They did the expansion Afterbirth. And then Afterbirth Plus it seemed to be like the last expansion he wanted to do, but more importantly what it did is it added mod support. So now the community can just like add whatever the hell they want to the game. Mm-hmm. And like I think in like one of the interviews or talks he was doing, he was basically just saying like so we decided to just put the mod support. It's like, well, if you can make a better fucking game, then go ahead, do it. Here you go. <laughs> like, make my game better. I don't care anymore. So, yeah, there you go. Do you think that game's, like, popularity surpassed Meat Boy? Yes, 100%. That's no doubt. so weird to me, because I don't know. Yeah, me too. Because I like Meat Boy more. Yeah, like, that that game seemed to come out and it was, like, you know, top ten list, critics talk about it's in indie game, the movie, like, it just kind of had this thing around it, and then, like, this just seemed like this weird little side thing, and I guess it ended it was. longer, but, okay. Huh. The, I think the, the main reasoning being, 
it plays to an audience better and that's kind of how like games are covered on the internet now and kept alive is through like youtube and twitch and all this sort of thing yeah it's just better suited for so that so it has thing. like that variety so you never know what you're gonna get so like right on exactly the stream so, i might never see these exact variables fall into place this way so you will very likely never yeah, see them yeah. besides that one time yeah so okay i guess that makes sense um i guess speaking of gaming people on the internet i watched uh, some more game grumps saw them finish okay. up ocarina of time uh, okay. Yeah. I never bothered watching that. I just kind of jumped okay. in. How, did, late. how was it? Uh, I, I I was just like, eh. Like there was some joke in an animated one or something that was from episode seventy something. So I was just like, eh. I'll see where this came from, and then just watched that to the end. So I didn't watch all of it. But it was kind of. Okay. I don't know. It was kind of. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about like dopey like. It was fun when it's just, like, me at night just eating some snacks, and there's just these guys playing through the Spirit Temple, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this part, and it's just kind of it's just kind of fun. But sure. the, the finale was playing, and they were just, like, goofing around, and then, like, Brittany came home, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know why they're talking, like, in this weird voice for Zelda right now, and I don't know. I don't know where this joke came I'm, from. I'm pretty embarrassed to actually watch them. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I got kind of embarrassed yeah. when it's like, oh, someone is going to scrutinize what you're listening to right now. It's just like, oh, okay. And then I'm like actually paying attention to what they're saying half the time. It's just like, oh man, yeah. This, yep. Yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> I guess it has a quality to it, I suppose. But sure. I don't know. But, like, somebody just walking into it, it's kind of one of those, like, you should have been there moments. It's like, yeah, they where, have like, this whole You try to explain why it's funny. It's just brand deals. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah no. Inside for sure. jokes. Yeah, so it just becomes this, like, weird kind of community inside joke stuff. And that's cool. Which, by the way, is, like, great for building a community, but terrible for, like, outsiders. showing to people. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That that was uh, reasonably enjoyable. Kind of has me jazzed about that game. Like, I don't know if I'm going to play the 3DS version now, finally, or something. But I'm definitely considering it. What, Ocarina? Ocarina of Time, yeah. It's kind of alright. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, okay, I guess just speaking of... Uh, I guess having significant others watching something with no context... This is kind of okay. This has been another kind of thing. I just wanted this is more a general talking point or whatever, but it it's okay. It's just this thing where so Black Mirror is a show. Yeah, all yeah. of it's on Netflix now. I really want to watch it. But so is it all on Netflix? All of it is on Netflix now. They updated okay, so it. not just like one episode of season three and then like three episodes of season five or whatever the no, fuck no, no. It, was, it was uh, one episode of season two and then <clears throat> season three which is a netflix original uh yeah that was the oh, case okay. for a while and it's kind of like oh that kind of sucks like i i just want to watch all of it and then eventually they they put all of it up there uh but yeah, yeah this has kind of just created this thing where it's like well but britney wants to watch it too and right oh she's at work right now oh i'm at work right now oh, she got home, but it's like 10 o'clock, we don't have time, it's like an hour show. Like, it's just kind of one of those things where it just falls into this weird, like, I just really want to watch it, but I can't, because relationships? And it's become kind of like, like, that show's like that, True Detective Season 2, which I know people say is bad, but I still want to see it. Like, Westworld, like, it's just, you, like, it creates this kind of thing where you kind of hope that 
like in this case, my wife, I hope sometimes that she doesn't like a show so I can just watch the show, you know? Right. It's just, like on your own time, on your own clock. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, you don't think it's funny? Okay, cool. I'm going to watch this. And that, that's that. So Game Grumps doesn't really quite fit because it's not a show. Like, it's not a structured narrative of any kind. But, uh, right. say like Mad Men, for example. Like, I keep going back to that show because it's kind of my show. It's a lot of show for someone new to get into, so it's it's just kind of not going to happen. Um, another one, though, which might be contentious here, but I'm going to say this now. I finally... I, I like BoJack Horseman. Do you need okay. me to explain why? Or Yes, okay. I do. I mean, I don't care like that you do, but I need an explanation. Okay. Well, I found that first episode really just, like, insufferable when I first checked it out. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the kind of just community around that show has gotten to, like, this weird, like, no, it's really good. Like, you need to really check it out. What are you talking about? That yeah. stupid horse show with Will Arnett? Are you serious? Oh, now, dude, like, season three? Oh, my God. That was some of the best writing I've ever heard. It's like, what? What are you? Are, like, it just felt like a joke. But then it's like, no, Rotten Tomatoes, like, TV ratings, 100%. Like, everybody loves it. What do you like? So eventually, I was just too curious. I had to know, uh, so okay. I just pushed past that point. And I don't think it was episode two, but it's probably somewhere in episode three. It's like it started to kind of come together, where it's just like, all right, you know what? That joke was kind of funny. Like, just just little things like that start to happen, and it just kind of is very considerate about building up the characters long term and like continuity and keeping things kind of developing and whatever. It just kind of builds its own weird surreal universe. That kind of reminds me of Hotline Miami. Like, it just puts me in this weird, like, this isn't right, but it's kind of kooky and strange, and I like it now. I, I don't know. Or it's like, that was the thing. It's like Hotline Miami, or it's like a show that would be on in Grand Theft Auto. Like, that's how it has appealed to me. Is It's just like, this shouldn't be a show. I kind of like this now. Like, it just, something about it is coming together. So I watched the first season and the Christmas special. And there's two more seasons to go as of right now. I don't know. It's just, it's got, it, it always had some comedians that I like in it. Like, uh, Paul F. Tompkins is a major supporting character in it. And Alison Brie, she's in Community. She's like a main character in it. Aaron Paul's in there. So it just has like people I like. And I don't know. Eventually it just kind of figured it out for me. I don't know if it's like a universal little like thing this might also be in like the same file folder as i really like spring breakers so paul should never watch this you know like just right it's in the spring all breakers i was gonna folder. it's all i was gonna say yeah is you dance with the devil he changes you that's all i'm saying you okay. don't change the devil the devil changes you so just like this, this is corrupting me in some way. Like this is convincing yeah. me it's funny. Maybe you stared into you stared into the darkness and it stared back. And I was just like, whoa, but yeah, maybe you know. But hey, I needed a show to watch because I can't watch Black Mirror. <laughs> so right. I've seen a couple episodes of Black Mirror though, and yeah, there's some solid business going on in there. The John Hamm episode's pretty good. White Christmas. Um, there's one or two elements of it that I didn't. So that shows about like the kind of potential evils of technology run amok, right? Sure. And mm -hmm. for the most part, people yeah. say kind of like, "Have you have you watched some of it at this point?" Or 
I watched one, or no, two episodes, one of which I fell asleep in because it was boring as shit. Which season was that? Like, the new ones? Or? I don't know. Aaron put it on. Oh. Um, it was an episode where dude could, like, I don't know, look through memories or yeah, something. Yeah, okay. I've seen that episode. That is... Uh, that episode sucks. Third episode of season one, I believe it is. Okay, it sucks. No, you're wrong, but okay, that's cool. It's real I mean, you garbage. were asleep, so it's hard to critically appraise stuff when you... When yeah, asleep. it was real shitty. It made me fall asleep. It's I not had, It's not the after best. After having a cup of coffee, yeah. I w- should have been awake, but no, I didn't like it at all. Okay. I don't know. That's probably third or fourth favorite right now. I mean, I've only seen... Like three or four? <laughs> four I've, oh, yeah, okay. it's my like third or fourth favorite of four shows. Uh, yeah, that's where right. it's at. I think it's number three. Uh, probably the first episode at this point is probably my least favorite, but it's not bad. I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, isn't it something about like it's it's essentially the like presidents being told to like the prime minister get fucked or something? No, fuck uh, a pig. The prime minister. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck on, a pig. That's on TV it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or else like a hostage will be killed or whatever. So it's kind of just you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like using the media as a weapon and. It it was it was right. reasonably engaging, but it just was like okay, I don't I don't know like media like it just didn't seem to really have like a universal application. Like it's media like matters. if you're the Isn't prime minister, line? you should be stressed out because this could happen. If you're just a normal guy, like right. whatever, it's just going to be weird. Then TV. whatever, yeah, maybe, like <laughs> yeah, maybe you should harass a fucking prime minister. <laughs> yeah, like it it didn't really like resonate exactly, but some of the other ones are just like oh, weird, like, technology is sort of like that right now, but that would be a weird application of it or whatever. Like, it, it kind of has little things like that. Um, the White Christmas episode specifically just has kind of two or three cool ideas that are then wrapped up into a pretty good story, but there's, like, one or two little things about it that didn't exactly... Which one is that one? Click with me. That That is the... Joke. I've heard, I've heard, like the synopsis or like okay. story that seems to be like people have spoiled this shit on sp- uh podcast for me okay so, like, i kind of don't care that seems to be like the crown jewel of the show right now i think it's the <laughs> highest rated on imdb it's pro- is that the one with rankings no that's the second episode of the first season like that's kind of okay. gamification type stuff and like it's almost got like xbox live avatars and like weird giant community games at, like a uh, american idol type yeah thing. yeah 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 yeah, it's, like where? Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, that that one was reasonably engaging, but uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying to just okay. like what to say and what not to without like spoiling a thing or or or. You know what? We should talk about this off air. Okay, actually, because I don't care about spoilers. Yeah, so. I can parlay out of this with like <laughs> just an observation about stories in general. Uh, yeah. Okay, so how do you how do you get to okay? So, a lot of stories kind of just treat the... Go on. Yep. All right. Get ready. Uh, So, a lot of stories assume you give a shit about kids and babies. Just inherently. And dogs. Like, they're just like, we don't even need to develop this person or make them reasonably realistic. It's a kid. Don't you care? And it's just like, I don't know who that is. I don't really. Or like, you can tell this is a bad guy because he kicked the dog or something. Yeah. Like, there's just kind of like lazy little like, well, it's a kid. Isn't that the worst thing that could ever happen? It's like, well, I don't know enough about this situation, really. Like, you're kind of just assuming a lot about my empathy and how it works. 
and I don't I don't right. know that I'm on the same page as you. Um, which has kind of become like just this this thing I want to assert about Reddit since I've been on Reddit a lot. Okay, you start to get into this like there's a community like it's kind of the same thing we've been saying for a long time where it's like whatever opinion you have you can find someone who has it which is like oh this sucks like you can find that someone is saying that about everything but sure when that becomes like way more fundamental kind of worldview stuff it gets really weird so i've been spending a lot of time well a lot of time i've been periodically checking in on this subreddit called child free where it's people who are extremely proud of the fact that they're not going to have a baby they're not breeders <clears throat> like you sheep out there, and they're just so mad Extremely about it. Extremely proud. They're so okay. proud about it. But they're also, you know, like okay. some of the stuff they're saying is like, you know what, that is annoying. When like someone is kind of like, hey, hurry on, I got a kid here or whatever, and they're a customer, and you're just like, well, that's your fault. Like, why did you bring your whole family to the airport to pick up this thing? What are you I doing? Mean, yes, but that's not the kid's fault. That's the idiot. That's the parent's fault. That did it. I know. Every so time. A it's lot of never a lot of the fault. anecdotes do seem to be more about like crappy parents as opposed to the kids or annoying. As it should be. Or sure. or yeah, at times at times it is though like this kid has already gotten their parents' terrible habit and is being belligerent and terrible and no one's doing anything and it's really outrageous. Which was sort of relatable anecdotes for like some of my uh reunion memories, like from this summer when I went to the reunion. Like there's just kind of different parents have different views on what discipline should be. So it's just like, yeah, no, sometimes my kid throws soda cans on the floor and just grabs things and takes them and walks away and throws them, whatever. Like, it's just kind of, you're doing a terrible job right now. Like that person's going to be insufferable in 20 years. Please right. course correct this right now. You're really freaking me out. But sure. So this yeah, is a I community for people who have bitter like relatable okay kind of stuff like that. okay i get you yeah sure but so this community comes into conflict a lot when someone's like oh look what my kid did isn't that cute and then there's gonna be somebody in there just being like fuck this why is why is this in this subreddit this is stupid this is for cute puppies why are they why is there a kid here that's dumb <laughs> and so i i love now going into threads where like everyone is universally like yeah this is great and then just hit controversial and like look at what that guy's saying and just be like yeah wow. okay yeah, look yeah, at that yeah. guy oh man he's saying that like because i'm thinking wow that's pretty dumb and that guy just said it and he's got so many downloads but you know what i'm gonna take the edge off a little bit give him a click i don't know that's how i'm enjoying reddit this week but okay it's also just, just by passively aggressively like <laughs> giving a bump to somebody saying like, something you're the worst too chicken shit to say yeah that i'm too you're right because like i don't want to you know what makes you the the like bad person here, right? It's not what? any of this. What? It's the fact that like you could you have the potential and power to more eloquently say what the issue is and maybe get some opinion like common there. ground instead, or something. Instead, you're gonna let the idiot redneck just say like the worst possible thing <laughs> and then give him a thumbs up. That's well, that's what makes I'm, you okay, evil. Okay, so you're saying this. this next week I need to like stick my neck out a little more and like try to explain the other side. Like just be like, all, all right. I'm saying is that you know these people that we're referring to, they're not the best with them words. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they're a little they they're some, a little fierce. Yeah, 
they, they use some words they probably shouldn't and maybe some like antiquated terms that people <laughs> don't in these necessarily... contexts maybe not actually you know what maybe okay they've kind of come up with their own like hate terms for kids in this forum and it's really like amazing Ooh, that's okay. that's like really mean that that's I need really to know what one guys. of these terms is. Oh man, so like, so they'll be talking about kids, just like crotch fruit. It's one, just like, hey, this is gross. It's kind of rude, right? Like, it's just. I mean, it's gross. Uh, for for the parents though, it'll be uh, mombies, so like zombies, but m- mombies, and uh, right, dadics. Right. Okay, cute. So dads that are like addicted to the positive feelings of being a parent are, are dadics, and it's just. If 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 a relative tries to kind of guilt you into having kids, they're bingoing you. I don't really what? know why that's the term, but I guess it stems from like a post someone made of uh, a bingo board with various phrases that relatives will kind of poke at you with. So like, so when are you expecting? Or like, hey, uh, you got an extra room in your house, right? Like just little things to kind of needle at you a little bit. Be like, hey, when, when's that going to happen? Uh, that was on a bingo board. That community loved it. And now they just assume you know what they're talking about and just say, yeah, I totally got bingoed by my aunt yesterday. And you're just like, what? What do you mean? So that one took a little Daddicts. Yeah, yeah. Mombies. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's this more. This is actually silly. It's pretty silly, but it's like yeah. in these kind of ranty, like a lot of my favorite stuff has ended up being like rants, like tales from retail kind of stuff, where it's just like really bad customers okay. and stuff like that. They're, they will yeah, essentially yeah. have that kind of stuff, but it'll be like, so I work at this restaurant and this woman just started changing her baby's diaper on the table or whatever. Like it's just kind of that kind of stuff. Um, so just parenting run amok. Uh, or just, you know, I, I work at the Alamo Draft House and this woman was trying to buy a movie ticket for a kid. And it was just like, sorry, we just don't accept kids here or whatever. Like that kind of like clashes around children and parents getting kind of uppity and entitled about it. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's just like Reddit just seems to be this world of extremes where there's just these communities that are yeah. very polarized and you can kind of just yep. hop in and just be like, hey, what are you guys doing over here? And just kind of, oh, wow, that's really mean. <laughs> and then just kind of sneak away. Oh, hey, what are you guys doing? Get out of here, faggot. Oh, okay. okay. I should have posted, Bye. hey, what are you guys doing in this thread? I, I, I know not to do that next time. Like, that's right. the thing. I'm, I'm like sorry. lurking sorry, constantly. I'm not, you know, I'll only like say something when it's like a, a softball. Like, hey, what's a really 80s movie? It's like Rocky Four. And then I got a bunch of upvotes for that. And I was like, okay, cool. People thought that was 80s. Yay. Safe stuff. I mean, to me, that's like what Reddit should be, though. It's You're just, just like chatting about whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I never thought that political discourse of any kind goes over well <laughs> through text only and on an, an, an like the anonymous forums yeah. style. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that's a good use of time at all but it's just kind of but you're right reading that shit is fun like it just is the bad like customer stories and stuff right like or it stuff is great too of just like people that like you think you don't know computers check out what this person was saying and it's just like wow that's beyond ignorant i don't even know how that person is functioning in the 21st century at all 
Like, what is going on? Do you on? use Tumblr at all? Uh, I, I'm i on it, but, like, I follow one or two people and just kind of check in their updates and stuff. Like, so I'm not, I'm okay. not actively looking around. There's one you should check out. Okay. What the hell was it called? I, I think it's just called Freelance Horror Stories or something. That sounds scary. But, okay. <laughs> no, it's not... <laughs> It's um oh like working freelance and there's horror stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought it's like yeah. There's the, I know there's a lot of scary stories on the internet. <laughs> that sounds scary. Ever okay. since this weird My... peanut butter website or whatever, I stopped clicking on it, man, because I can't deal with it. I don't like it. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh no, it was the normal s- stuff for normal people or whatever. It just like oh I yeah, just yeah, didn't yeah. enjoy that because it was just too plausible to me. I was like, that could fucking exist, and I don't want to even entertain that. i got to get out of here. But it was like 3 in the morning. So, yeah, I don't know. But anyway. It's called Clients from Hell. Oh, okay. My bad. I will write that down And instead. um, Yeah. So they have a Tumblr that I just follow, so I get updates every now and then when they put a post up. I just gave you the link, though. It's also clientsfromhell.net you can go to. Okay, so that's a specific and, um, Tumblr that posts these, and I can just follow that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's um, that's a way I usually get my jollies in the morning when I'm, like, getting ready to go to work, just reading a few of these and just being like, oh, man, I'm so glad I don't have a freelance job, and then I go to my shitty job that <laughs> full of people I hate, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. <laughs> Um, I think you'll like it though, because this is exactly what you're talking about for like freelancers. Oh man, I only have one more topic written down, but it's like another potentially hot potato, and I just let's do it. I feel kind of bad. You know what? Let's let's get it out. Let's do it. Oh, so it's it's a little nuanced. It's a little. It's got to be you know treat lightly or whatever. Set set the set the stage. It's hard. It's hard to do. Okay, so I was listening to Waypoint again. Which at this point we've established is a little, oh, here a little bit dangerous. You know, we're not one hundred percent on board with their kind of look outlook on things. But they, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the bad guy now. I right. think I know where this is going. No, I don't think you do because it was such an innocuous thing in oh, this one okay. episode that I I'm a, I was a little like surprised at my own reaction to it. But so okay. I, I was really tired. I was driving to work and just like, hey, I you know I finished listening to the Beastcast already. Here, there's a new episode. Let's let's listen to this. This was on Friday, then. Yeah, um, it was okay. actually the 25th episode, so I think it was like the Monday episode or whatever. But okay. there was just this like one little conversation where they just started talking about H.P. Lovecraft and games derived from him. Okay, and like you know, it's like, hey, we're talking about some Call of Cthulhu, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then there was just this moment where Austin just did this like full kind of break, and it's just like, okay, first off. Like, A, fuck Lovecraft for being a huge racist. B, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, it's just kind of like, wait, what? Why? What's happening? And it was just like, I... Because Austin's black, so he has to say that. He is, yeah. It just felt like so kind of, why I'm obliged to say this. And I was like, well, what is going on? I've I've literally never heard anyone assert that about H.P. Lovecraft. I need to look into this. I don't know what's going on. Like, that just seems like uncalled for what is happening. Um, Okay. uh, So what made him a racist? Let's get to the bottom of that first. What made him raise this? No, a racist. 
HP Lovecraft. Okay, what, that's what? what I'm getting to. Like, so as far as I can okay. determine, um, the, one of the okay, so the main thing is he wrote an unfortunate poem when he was 22 that is just is just racist. <laughs> like, it's it's not. Oh, okay. I'm not saying like it's up exactly for debate that he doesn't have a fairly negative opinion of black people because this poem is pretty like that's what it's for but i don't know in 1912 lovecraft wrote on the creation of niggers yeah it's really short it is posted in full on wikipedia it is essentially just like a dopey little rhyme and it, it does exist though it's published it's written by him so all right fair point you're right he, you know what? He did say that. I'm reading this right now. It's a little fucked up. But yeah. It actually is kind of fucked up. It's kind of fucked I up. Mean, it's kind of fucked if up. If people want to check it out, you can just go to on the creation of niggers on uh, Wikipedia. On Wikipedia, and just, like, it's there read. in full. It's it's right there. I guess it's kind of fucked up. The thing that kind of like started nagging at me though was just kind of like it's just you're just kind of like isolating a part of a person's like who they are and just kind of being like, this person sucks because they said this. And you're just like, okay, but they said it when they were quite young. And if you look at the context of his life, it's pretty shitty, you know, like HP Lovecraft's Mm -hmm. family and upbringing. Like there's a lot of mental illness. There's a lot of like untimely deaths and he died in relative obscurity in his forties and became kind of popular later. So, Right. This kind of assertion that he's a huge racist just seemed kind of like, well, he wasn't really an influential person at all in his own time. And like, it just seemed kind of just like free of any nuance or like anything. It's just like, fuck that guy. That guy sucks. And you're just like, well, but he kind of doesn't, though, because you're talking about the legacy of his works. You know, like we're still talking about the lore he's created and all this kind of stuff. Doesn't that good stuff kind of outweigh this shitty poem and like there's like some kind of themes of just savagery and stuff that's a little you know it's like oh okay like he's kind of drawing some distinctions i guess i was also just like so fixated on it's like this was like 80 years ago like things were really more racist then like that's just true oh for sure you know like it just seemed like such a weird like no distinction like just 1930s now whatever fuck that you should never have ever had that opinion in any period of time with any upbringing i get really sensitive about it because like i was very like raised to be hateful when i was younger you know like it was just sure i I guess my specific like sin would be being very homophobic like basically raised to be very suspicious and kind of angry at gay people because just like they're just corrupting um religious people are like it's just they're they're corrupting the sanctity of marriage like my uncle was part of a coalition to kind of like you know campaign with uh politicians and stuff and get them to restore marriage laws and all this kind of stuff like that was just part of my everyday like stuff that surrounded me and i was immersed in at all times like you you'd go to a sermon and get an earful of that that's just stuff you know so i get really like kind of defensive about people who are perceived as being hateful and irredeemably hateful when it's like they might not have really had much choice you know like it depends when you heard that and where you got and like it i would feel more like pity and sadness for that person for not finding their way out of it as opposed to just being like full cloth like that guy sucks 
I don't know. I I just right. got really like it just got under my bonnet, I guess. Like I was just reading about it after I heard that blip on the way to work. Like, I was just like, what the hell? Like just reading Wikipedia. That's why I actually like pulled the Discord at some point. I was like, hey, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Lovecraft? And we were just like Dagon, like Yogg-Sagoth, Cthulhu. And it's like, okay, good. Like I was just like, people like his works, right? Like they're not hung up what on would this you have weird done character flaw. If somebody randomly was like on the creation of niggers like that poem like if okay yeah if someone had just posted like what's the first thing that comes to mind uh this this on the creation of niggers oh okay yeah all right that is a problematic part of his legacy then like i didn't i didn't know that was a problem but the way this seems to me now is just like you're kind of just okay creating giving, a problem like giving people who would be offended by this stuff they're doing everything yeah i don't know how many like racially diverse people are actually in the discord i think they're primarily white and young okay yeah so you're right maybe that's like a sticking point for african americans specifically of just being like oh but, yeah Lovecraft. like straight up yeah that's kind of fucked up man it's <laughs> like it's it's kind of a little fucked up thing but yeah like, i don't know that it would color my whole opinion on the guy that he wrote one thing in the early 1900s that like was racist because then you kind of have to say everybody that did anything back then kind of did something racist once so fuck them yeah like it's just that kind of historical framework of just like this was a long time ago at like the you know martin luther king hadn't happened yet like there was a lot of stuff that hadn't taken place that we get to enjoy now but i don't know i i don't know why i was like so defensive about this sci-fi author but it was just kind of it just seems so. the type of person to be like, let's talk. Let's talk about that Moana. Oh yeah, Walt Disney. Fuck him. Racist. Like, is he that? He he wouldn't do that, right? He was. Probably. He was allegedly pretty racist though against Jewish people. So no, I'm talking about Austin Walker. He oh. wouldn't be like saying that about Disney if they brought up like. I can't. I can't. I can't something. put more like like these are. This is an exact quote essentially, like paraphrase slightly. But I wrote it down at some point. Uh, Although maybe he should, because Disney was racist as fuck. He was pretty, so. he was pretty racist. <laughs> you know what? He, you know what? Austin probably would say that because I don't think he's like an idiot. No, it's he, just he probably would comment on it. At some point, it's just like, well, the, but the creative, like, positive stuff. I just, I'm really vexed that that kind of negative stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just like if someone finds like some old paper I wrote in a Christian school about like marriage or something. It's just like, oh, that guy's fucking homophobe. You can't trust that guy. It's like, I was 12. What are you talking about? But it's just like, no. I read it. I was really offended. Like, it I could end up on Wikipedia. to get to the amount, the, to the, like, level of fame where, where people, people are care. dissecting what I wrote. Exactly. In, like, You're right. Grade you, six. I know. It's kind of already, like, a special state where it's just like, man, people, like, got so into Lovecraft lore that they found this dirty laundry. <laughs> you know? Like, it's it's... Because I don't even know what context like that poem was originally published. If it was, I don't either. The poem's you know? kind of like terrible. It's not for good. <laughs> it's like it rhymes, I think, in places. So it's it's a conventional poem. But, I'm gonna uh, be honest with you. I don't think I understand some of these words. <laughs> it's a long time ago, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Isn't there Darwin stuff that's kind of super dated about the oh, races I'm sure. and like it's just. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just sure. a more prevalent, like, idea at the time. So, I, I don't know. Just, 
just the way it was so bluntly articulated. And then Danielle was just like, oh, I totally agree or something. Like, it was just, okay, great. Like, I don't know what's happening right now, but suddenly Lovecraft <laughs> is the worst and I, I have to confront that and deal with that. And I think I'm at a place where I'm just like, well, gotta take the good with the bad. I, I like crazy cosmic horror more than I like poetry. <laughs> so, oh well. I don't know. But that's, that's my, you know, privileged Canadian white person attitude. So take it or leave it. But hey. This is actually a terrible poem. <laughs> like At some point we just, I'm, like you don't want to read I'm the re- poem because it is hate speech essentially. Well, like, but I'm, we've been talking a lot like, about this poem without any. Just to give like the notes on basically what it's saying. Yeah. It's that the gods created earth and made um and in like specifically jove or jupiter um image created man but then they created beasts and they made a, a semi-human figure filled it with vice and called it a nigger it's like the last line yeah and it's really bad because they're basically saying like they created earth and like made man in this god's image and stuff and then they made this like gap between beast and man and called it like black people yeah and it's so bad it's so fucking bad this is actually like hate speech but maybe he was this at is some, worse than like, I... early mormon meeting or something but okay you well... know what i think i think i'm i think i'm turning around on this this is a really bad poem <laughs> All right. Like, holy. Well, there you go. Man. So I've managed to corrupt so, Lovecraft's so, legacy. And uh, so now, now, now you now know the, the weird thing I had to confront when I heard that podcast. But uh, now to, anytime somebody's like, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of H.P. Lovecraft? Now it's like, ruined. Yeah. And now everyone who well, listens to this, just like, well, it used to be the Call of Cthulhu, but... Uh, Mm, yeah so sorry somebody i don't know you know know what i'm pretty sure that poem is basically just his version of temple of doom he was in a bad space at the time bad space a bad breakup you know someone died (laughs) some people are some people are like some people are like it's the worst thing he ever wrote and other people are like it's really not that bad (laughs) okay now i don't appreciate the comparison (laughs) (laughs) You're lumping me in with some questionable company here with my Temple of Doom appreciation. I don't know how we conflated the two, but all right. So that's okay. that was but the to last be fair, topic. This I is had. the first I've ever. This is the first time I've ever heard of this. Yeah. So. So you know what? Maybe it totally worked. Like Austin Walker getting the word out there. <laughs> Lovecraft has some like some bad history, I guess. Um. But it's one of the things that like maybe it's just the privilege of being white yeah or something or just, that like that would never occur to you to like look and for it doesn't that bo- in the wiki well i mean even now it doesn't bother me right like i'll still remember him for the stuff i've read that i liked the horror stuff and the weird like tales of cultists and mm-hmm. dumb shit like that or like metallica's making a song called call of cthulhu based on like i don't know he has a legacy that far exceeds that and i think that's probably just because i'm white and i don't have to worry about stuff like that yeah okay well 
Fun. Which I can recognize. Yep. So fun-filled final topic uh, for this week's episode. Yeah. Um, if you want to see the developments of stories such as these, check out the Discord once again. Uh, Burning Barrel. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, there's probably other ways to engage with stuff. Like check out burningbarrel.net? I mean, <laughs> burningbarrel.co. You can go podcast. Sorry. I mean, podcast at burningbarrel.co still exists. Okay. Like, as an email address. There you go. Um, There's still, like, the voicemail tab on podcast.burningbarrel.co where, you like, the podcast live, basically. Mm-hmm. That, like, people can leave a voicemail if they want as well. So, yeah. There's a few ways. Discord is, like, quicker, though. Like, if you join it, you can, like, say something, and if we see it, we'll probably respond when we can. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty good. It's a pretty intuitive little thing there, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah, there you go. Thanks for thanks for listening to this week's episode. I was Nathan. He was Paul. Um, that was me. Yeah. And it, yeah. Hey man, education. <laughs> I don't know. H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft. There you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, it's so weird. Hey, just, a, just, I don't yeah. know how to get. I don't know how to get out of here now. Uh, check out Frog Fractions 2. See how you like it. I, I don't know. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's controversial. Check out The Cave. You know what? That was... I just liked that. I just had a good time with that. No qualifiers. I there just you had go. a good time. Check it out. Do you throw it in the barrel? I would not throw it in the barrel. Okay. Because that's there a bad go. thing. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed yeah, movie dude. probably should go in the barrel. Uh, yeah. If we're going to... Yeah. H.P. Lovecraft's questionable... Yeah, his, like his early, early poetry, 20s. maybe just throw that in the barrel. Don't worry about that one. But uh, yeah. check out the later stuff. It's it's pretty good. Everybody's gone to the Rapture, right. definitely going to the barrel, except it's digital downloads, so that's hard to do. Uh, but I'll oh, make it yeah, happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, there, there you, you go. Basically, everything goes in the barrel at some point. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, so depressing. Okay.